15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I like the wet, soft mozzarella. Everybody. Welcome back to the Utah Outcast for the 30th of August, 2015. This is Podhell Media's flagship podcast, so when you get a second, come find us at podhell.com. And while there, leave us a comment on the show post or use the contact page on the site to let us know what's up. But, you know, if that's not your thing, feel free to send us an email via uo at podhell.com. And you can always reach us via text or voicemail at 347-669-3377. That's a 347-NOW-DERP if you need words. Um, we know that most of you will choose the indirect way by using Facebook or Twitter, so you can hit us there with at uh, facebook.com slash utahoutcasts or at utahoutcasts on Twitter. And after looking at all the stats, I can see that a huge percentage of our listeners, and we do love you, by the way, uh, are coming from iTunes. So if you get a minute, please leave us a rating and or comment so more people can share the show with others. And I did want to give a quick shout out to the furthest distance listener we have hailing all the way from Turkey who actually is originally from Moab. <laughs> uh, Anthony Charles, thanks for listening. And uh, I promised him we'll have him on the show in the next coming weeks or so. We do have a full slate of guests coming up for like pretty much the rest of the year. So we'll see about getting other people in there. If other people cancel, you know, it's really good to be a podcast these days. Um, anyway, let's get to the panel for the week. First up is one of the two co-hosts of this year. Fine show fresh with his new studio, Mike. Movie critic and star fucker Kyle Steenblick. Hello. Uh, and second up, we have the only co-host on the show that has a double X chromosome, <laughs> a fine purveyor of cheese, and a member of the board of atheists of Utah, Felicia Entwistle. Yeah, I do those things. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and third up, it's our special guest, and I wrote this one out, so it's really long, Dan. You're gonna have to listen to it. 
our special guest, the regional director for Utah for American Atheists and one of the co-hosts of the amazingly wonderful Godless Revolution podcast, along with his two other hosts, the epically bearded ginger devourer of souls for the glory of Cthulhu, Dan motherfucking Ellis. How you doing, everybody? Dan, I, I before I met you, I was so I thought you were so cool that I was actually nervous to meet you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I am not that cool by any means whatsoever. <laughs> we, and then there's true. me, your your host, X. Hi, guys. Um, oh, yeah, that guy. So, <laughs> what's everybody been up to for the week? Anybody anybody do anything fun? Anything fun happening? Oh, I did some fun anything stuff. Oh, I heard about yours. Let's let's get to Kyle's. He has, a, he has probably <laughs> the best story out of everybody. Okay. Um, okay, so... Actress and musician uh, Alicia Witt is in town filming a movie, and she did a an impromptu, I guess technically impromptu, it was scheduled, but we'll call it impromptu, concert at uh, Piper Down on Friday. Uh, so Thursday, the Thursday before the concert, I had a chance to have a nice 20, 30 minute uh, phone interview with her, uh, and then caught up with her after the concert on, on Friday. Uh, she's a really cool person, in case you're wondering. And for those that might be wondering who she is, she was um, Dewey Crow's, like, uh, attorney cousin on Justified, like, on season four, I think. Attorney mm-hmm. cousin sister. Yeah, she was. she's yeah. really cute. She's really cute, and, and I, I really liked her in that role. For some of you older folks out there, Dan might love this reference. Uh, she was Alia the Knife. On the 1980s version of Dune, Woo-hoo! you remember Paul Atreides' little creepy little sister? Mm-hmm. I was like, "My brother's coming for you, Baron." <laughs> and uh, you will you will be happy to know, Chris. I did ask yeah. her about her Gamjabar. <laughs> yeah, and she was actually really happy that you uh, you brought that up <laughs> because she did she did get to keep it. Really? Wow! Yeah. And she had forgotten about it, and her parents have it. That's super fucking yeah, she had, I, she had, I feel honored. She completely <laughs> forgot about it, and she says, thank you very much for reminding her, because now she's <laughs> going to call her parents and ask them to send it to her. Yes. Yes, the influence spreads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to know more, you can check out the, uh, the interview, which I actually just got uh, uploaded and posted to Watch Play Read. And that was, that was actually just one up. Uh, about an hour ago. Oh, and to uh, give you guys a little bit of a heads up that are listening to this, if if you're not in an area that can do podcasting, like I, I work in a work environment where internet is limited, to say, but they somehow allow YouTube still. I have started uh, rendering and uploading the episodes to our very own YouTube channel. You can find us, just search for Utah Outcast, and you should find us out there. We only have the one episode last week's uploaded so far. But you're not going to get any flashy video or anything until I make sure everybody's got decent cameras and good angles because you guys don't want to see the basement behind me. It's terrible. Or until um, until we make good friends with an animator. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, I'll do the show topless. I mean, you won't you won't see anything. <laughs> that's a promise. In fact, I'm doing a topless now. Just believe me. Wait, aren't we all? <laughs> I know. I got the memo. We're all skeptics. I thought I thought we needed evidence of such things. <laughs> the amount of evidence required is uh, completely proportionate to the claim being made. So, so 
let's see. Coming up for um, everybody here in Utah that's listening to this, you know, we aren't specifically Utah. We are the Utah outcasts, but, you know, we get a lot of people listening from other places. Uh, we do have some Atheist of Utah events coming up. Uh, namely, we have the Hello Sweetie Open Mic Night benefiting Forrest Shaw from The Left Show on September 12th. And let's see, what else do we have? We have the end of summer potluck the day after on the 13th at 5 p.m. And that's at Sunnyside Park. And that's uh, we're doing that with uh, the uh, humanists of Utah as well. So that's Ooh. atheists of Utah and humanists doing an end of summer potluck. Now, th there seems to be a lot of conflation nowadays where people think that if you're an atheist, you need to be a humanist. Right. Well, you don't need to. You, you don't need to be. You certainly they, can. There's, there's, yeah, they're pretty. It's hard to not be <laughs> at a certain point, but yeah, you don't have. I hate humanity. I, 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 uh, I once heard an atheist on a podcast say that the kindest thing would be for everyone on the planet to be dead because then there'd be no more suffering. So, oh, I, I heard that guy. Yeah, so I'm going to assume not a humanist. He was a nihilist. He's like, yeah, yeah. Let's just go ahead and kill all of humanity. Yeah, it was crazy. It was on. Uh, yeah, that was on Dogma Debate, wasn't it? Or, no, it was um, atheist experience. Atheist experience. Yeah. yeah, it was when Russell was talking to the guy, and he's like, "Yeah, nuclear uh, holocaust might be actually a, a better option." And everyone's. I think it was Russell and Tracy, and they were both like, "What?" <laughs> Mouth just <Yeah>. open. <laughs> like, what the hell? You could audibly hear their jaws hit the floor. Yeah, they they, they took a while to be able to say anything. <laughs> Well, he's he's not wrong, but oh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple more events coming up too. Uh, we got Restore Humanities doing their uh, celebrity bartender. Uh, I think Dan knows a thing or two about that. Yeah, it's a really good time. Um, is it? It's Jeff Bell is going to be yeah. the, yep. the next celebrity, right? It's a yeah, lot of fun. That's on September 15th, so there's the open mic night benefiting Forrest Shaw on the 12th, then there's the end of summer potluck on the 13th, and then that Tuesday following the 15th is the bruise with, with Bell, Je uh, Jeff Bell. Anybody know what the M stands for? Because he's JM. I'm, I'm guessing Michael. <laughs> Would it, be, it would be funny if it was something like Michelle. I was going to say Michelle. Manly. I guess call him Jeff Michelle. Well, it could Jeff be. Michelle. Jeff Michelle. Oh. <laughs> I'll ask him next yes. time. Next time we're talking, uh, I always figured it was manly. Since oh, uh, I start calling him Jeff Michelle, <laughs> but that voice though, man. Yeah. Oh, and then Provo Pride is on September nineteenth, so there is a shit ton going on that week. <laughs> since uh, since it didn't come up, the uh, the open mic for Forest. Yeah. Where where is that? Uh, my bad. I didn't have that pulled up, but I will tell you right now. Is it? Let's see. September twelfth. Is that on? Let me jump to the next month's schedule here. Oh, wouldn't be a wise guys because they'd be having a show on the twelfth. Come on. Anyway, while she's uh going on here, I'm going to talk about a couple of guests that we have coming up. <clears throat> next week, we have the honor of interviewing Mr. Carrie Jackson in his studio. And we will put that show up on Monday on Labor Day. We might actually push it a day later because of the holiday and because he's actually having us over to do the show on that day. Yeah. But we have him coming up. We have a few open spots. And then near the end of the month, we have one of uh, one of Dan's friends here, uh, Mr. Ryan Duffy. 
That'll be Ryan's so cool. a good dude. He's he's going to be so impressed that I was able to get the board fired up and running and have you guys actually hear me and me hear you without him here. Aww. <laughs> if he leaves, like, what are you, what are you and Matt going to do for a show? Like, can, cans and streams, <laughs> something, gonna, man. They're yeah. Make noises at each other. We'll just be we'll just be pounding on the table, hoping that some sound <laughs> is transmitted out to the world somehow. <laughs> Just reminds me of that that scene in airplane when the guy's doing the news by playing the two sticks on a log. <laughs> <laughs> Details at eleven. Oh, so the hello, sweetie, open mic. Uh, that is uh, Saturday, September twelfth at five at Sandy Station Nightclub. Ah, okay. That's super close to me. Oh God, do I want to do an open mic? Uh. <laughs> I, I I don't. Don't worry, I'm still gonna drag you to an open mic one night. I have the best closer, which I am never going to share with anybody here. You'll have to come see me live for it. And Kyle knows it because I've told him already. Fuck you, oh, I'm out. <laughs> no, no, it's actually a really long story about something from my childhood that is funny as hell, but terrible at the same time. Oh, sweet. I can't wait to hear it someday. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have coming up? Oh, October. We're planning on doing a month full of theists that, that are actually going to throw themselves into the lion's den to be here on the show. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, we have, I've only got two LDS guys so far. Go figure. We live in a state full of them, you know. They don't want to talk about it to us. They get sick of us. Where did you well, find these one, brave souls? Well, Kyle works with one of them and mm-hmm. he does other podcasts. And so I'm sure he's coming here for a plug. I mean, uh, why not? Well, no, I'm just kidding. He's a good dude. He, he is. He is. And the other guy that we're going to have on is uh, a retired vet who we're planning on bringing back also for uh, the four veterans day to talk about some stuff. But he uh, he doesn't back down from any kind of argument. I've had theological arguments with him at work when we were doing grave shift for the longest time. But he's got a real interesting way of looking at things. But I can see that he needs a uh, a bit of a firm hand when it comes to beliefs. So he's he's willing to debate with us on things. And so it's probably going to be stripped down to brass tacks and into the realm of well, it's it's what I believe because I feel something. It's like, okay, well, then I can't change that. Yeah, it all, I mean, anytime you get in any, any long conversation with somebody who's a theist, it always, always just boils down to faith. I mean, yep. they, have, they have no other good explanation for believing what they believe. It all boils down to faith. So, the spirit. so what, if, the spirit. what if when they get there, I want to say, yes, but you know that we can induce spiritual experiences with certain drugs or brain stimulation, Right. Yeah, and he would probably. I, I don't want to. Let's let's, let's save it until say, he gets here in October. I'm but use that. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna use it. Go on there. <laughs> well, he he does listen to the show. So hi, Mario. <laughs> Start thinking. I want to hear it. Hey, Mario. Look up. Gonna... Yeah, look up the God helmet, Mario. Yeah, look up. Uh, look up the CES letter while you're at it too. I had that up one night <laughs> when I, I was I was reading off bullet points of things that like, okay, well, how come this? How come that? How come this? And, and also, thanks. So and much boy, for I've been waiting to we're talk. Very excited to speak with you. I've been waiting and waiting to talk to him about the Seer Stone. Oh. <laughs> I I just genuinely want to know what a Mormon thinks, because the Mormons that I know don't talk religion with me or don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I got some, uh, some, uh, some family who I really don't have any hard feelings against, so if they happen upon this podcast... I really don't feel bad, but they got really mad at me, so. Well, let's see. What else do we have going on? We have a new show over here at Pod Hell. Uh, go check it out. It's called Geek Dad Reports. Two of our buddies from Watch Play Read that do a 
YouTube show that we convinced them to put it in audio form. And it seems like it's doing well for them. They've already got a bunch of subscribers, and I think the website's going to do better for it. Nice. Well, I, don't, um, I don't know if we can really say we convinced them more that we actually showed them how to do it. Yeah, we browbeat them. <laughs> well, when it comes to podcasting, like there's a whole bunch of stuff out there to show you, like, this is how you should do it. You should try it this way. But it really <laughs> helps to have somebody that's actually made podcasts go, okay, look, really, this is how you do it. Let me show you the way. <laughs> nope, nope, don't. just don't No, don't do that. No. <laughs> like, oh, God, why are you putting a, a 256K byte file, K byte per second, like, <laughs> audio file on the internet it's gonna sound like shit come on man <laughs> i understand all those things that you just nobody said. nobody wants to download a half gigabyte fucking podcast that's true that is true thank yeah david smalley come on <laughs> <laughs> that's just because his shows are like six hours long right holy shit he had one a couple weeks ago that i think went on almost that long i kept looking at it and i'm like how long is this one yeah. god should we really talk that much because we have had like three hour long shows we yeah we have had yeah I mean they they went longer only because you know we cut out a lot of stuff that you guys didn't need to hear yeah <laughs> I gotta go pee I'll be right back well and so. and I enjoy I enjoy Dogma Debate even even when it's those really really long episodes I mean they always oh, yeah. have good content on there even when they're that long yeah. I, I'm mainly kidding about it because I really have no room to bitch because it's free <laughs> it is free and it it I don't know I really appreciate having uh, good information and really cool resources and. Well, and media like ours is we have to have at least 20 or 30 atheist shows like ours to counterbalance the giant fucking right wing propaganda machine that we have out there right now. Uh -huh. I mean, because you don't see CNN approaching stuff like this. You don't see MSNBC getting near this kind of thing. I mean, all of them are just giant, big media conglomerations. So it really takes a grassroots effort of people mm -hmm. wanting to spread a message out there like this. So, And our message is really easy. Are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so as we're talking about this, let's go ahead and dive into our light news segment for the week. Um, I do have a post here from Huffington Post the other day where they, they're finally starting to bring up stuff like this. So they, they brought up the folks from Openly Secular. And I'm glad that we're starting to get some press out there, especially since people are seeing the rate of nuns and the the rate of non-believers like skyrocket in the last like what was it seven or eight years since the last poll that they did it's so weird to me how many people are like no i don't believe in god or like they'll even go further than me they're like that's all bullshit there is no god they, they will go to like positive claim and then i'll be like so you're an atheist no no oh, no, no, no 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 i'm not an atheist no no no, no. that's a because that's a bad word yeah they they have <laughs> i keep calling my sister out on that she's like She's like, I just don't care. And I'm like, that makes you a perfect atheist. And she's <laughs> maybe an atheist. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but I still believe in ghosts, sort of. And I'm like, and? So? Right. So you're just I not a good skeptic, is what you're saying. What? <laughs> so she's just not a good skeptic, is what you're saying. She is mostly a good skeptic. Uh, and she doesn't believe most of the things about ghosts. I think that. For her, it was like a project for a long time, and she kind of formed an identity around ghost hunting and stuff. And so it's really hard for her to let that go, because that's still part of her identity. Yeah, but Dan has like a 27 bullet point version of <laughs> why you should not believe it. Oh! No, it's it's 13, because 13 is spooky. 13. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't believe in ghosts. And I have explained all these reasons to her. But she just comes down to, I just believe. Okay, drop it. But then I, I have go, faith in ghosts. <laughs> yeah, seriously, she does sometimes. Uh, but I mean, it's she's she's very skeptical of ver- of the vast majority of things. Um, but like I I go I I've had this conversation with her multiple times where I'm like, you don't believe in God, yeah? She's like, but I don't say there isn't a God, and I go, I it's me too. I'm like, you don't have an active belief that makes you an atheist. I don't want a label. <laughs> what? Like, that's how we know things is by labeling them. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't say I'm going to go into that general direction that slopes downwards inside my domicile to that area where there's all that electrical equipment thing where I'm going to do a activity <laughs> that involves moving my mouth and tongue and pushing air through vocal cords. Oh, wait, that's using too many labels. That's but. way too many labels, mouth. That's like saying, I'm going to the basement <laughs> to do a podcast. Yeah. You know, we have to have labels for us to fucking shorthand everything. <laughs> well, yeah, at a certain point, I'm like, but you know, and she does, she's like, there's nothing wrong with being an atheist. And atheists are everywhere. And I'm like, so then why aren't, why won't you say you're one? Because I don't care. <laughs> but like, I, I mean, her, her perspective on it is just like so many people's. They're, they, they will not call themselves an atheist. They, I, and they'll find out I'm an atheist and they're like, cool. How do I get involved? But they won't actually <laughs> call themselves one. It's kind of weird. I don't know. People, I think people are just hung up on the the stupid label, the 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 baggage that came with that over such a long time. Mm-hmm. Only only because it was foisted there by the the, the Christian right. I over keep years saying years. that the negative press is not our fault. No. But then that it, it, word it, has been used so negatively, and people are like, "Oh, they're the angry ones." Yeah. I would love to see the day when that is flipped on its head, and calling yourself a theist or a Christian or a Buddhist or a Muslim or any of those is viewed with the same kind of, with the same kind of, uh, uh, venom. Yeah. Well, not, not really venom, just that it's, that it's viewed as a pejorative, (laughs) you know, like they should, they should be ashamed to say that they're Christians or that they're Muslims. (laughs) (laughs) Like we kind of get that way nowadays. I mean, most of us don't judge based off of like shorthand like that, but if someone comes up to me, he's like, I'm a Christian and I'd be like, no, no, that's okay. <laughs> that, that's fine. Uh, I can hang out with you. We can be friends. We can have beers and stuff like that. Yeah. Just don't, just don't tell me how I'm going to hell. please. I, just, <laughs> I, just kinda, I mean, no, I, I can still relate to people. I can still have friends. I do have friends that are atheists, but like for me, like it's, it's just like, um, Dave Foley said, David Foley. Oh, no. it's, creepy. <laughs> it's creepy. And I do, I hear it and I'm like, ew, <laughs> I think it was Sam Harris describing uh, the the Catholics um, having their communion and, you know, uh, a few Latin words spoken over a a cracker and it transubstantiates into the body of Christ. But if you believe that about pancakes and the body of Elvis, you're crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm paraphrasing that terribly, I know. (laughs) So anyway, openly secular. Uh, It's just essentially a group that is, you know, a bunch of people, agnostics, humanists, free thinkers, seculars, you know. And we're all tired of the discrimination we experience in the U.S. because mm-hmm. this is a 
very much Christian country. Oh, not a not a not officially. This is this not not officially, and we don't actually belong to the Christian community out there. But they have embedded themselves. Mm-hmm. They have enjoyed because. the privilege far too fucking long. And so a lot of us are tired of it, and we're starting to speak up, and they're telling us to be quiet. And we're like, no, no, that's okay. Yeah, I have a oh. video out on the Openly Secular site. Oh, good. So go check them out, OpenlySecular.org. We'll be talking more about this stuff in the main topic here in a little bit. But we're going to move on to a little bit of local news. That's why it's in the light news. How about uh, Governor Herbert's uh, 12-step program to improve Utah liquors agencies? What? First, you have yeah. to admit you have a liquor agency. <laughs> then you have to then you have to have a higher power. <laughs> so, you know, thankfully the the comedy isn't lost there, but a lot of us believe that a lot of the shit that we have in this state when it's concerning liquor can be solved with one step. Allow more stores to carry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Why why in the reddest of red states here in Utah is the government in the business of providing alcohol? Why don't they turn that over to uh to a to a for-profit company. I mean, they're all about saying the government yeah, still, things, except sorry. when that has to do with morality. Well, you know, because well, Jesus they don't actually. It's it's all it's all because Jesus Smith didn't like the uh, the boo the booze. But I he did. I don't think he had a problem with it. No, he he drank it. I mean, he had he had alcohol even when he was in Carthage, just before he was shot. Well, you know, they use that for different reasons. Well, yeah, then. that was... No. <laughs> and Jesus didn't time. really turn yeah, water into wine. It was really more of a grape juice. It's a different oh, time, you have to understand. Well, you know, people used to get married a lot younger back then. No, not that young, and not that recently. <laughs> no, no, so, they didn't do that. Way back in June, uh, Herbert's staff began like a 90-day review of the DABC, and they had a consultant come in to do interviews with employees and the report that came out of the governor's office addresses 12 things that they're going to improve upon. But from what I'm reading from other DABC employees that he didn't listen to a single fucking thing that they said, Mm -hmm. he just like pushed out this little bit of a, okay, we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And they're like, no, that's not what we wanted at all. Herbert, like they're going to freedoms and not listening to the people. I don't know what you're talking about. That we're going to allow store personnel to assume an increased role with inventory management. Uh, that's not what they wanted. They wanted better staffing, and and, and <laughs> they didn't want an increased role. They wanted a decreased role or better pay. You know, identify ways to meet demand and improve customer experience for restaurants and other vendors. I believe they, uh... they told you <laughs> what exactly that was ne- was necessary for that. They told you exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that entailed more stores, more staff. We're gonna we're gonna re- reduce hours. the. The product shortages and oh, what is it? Um, overages. Overages. Yeah. Huh? You know what? Yeah. That you can only way you can do that is if you know actually what people in your area of town want. You know, but you're not listening to that. We, have, I mean, there's people at DABC that will actually say, you know what? We're the only thing around here. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Talking to the customers. Oh, you know, the customer like service this. is shit. I don't know if you've noticed, but the liquor store people don't give a fuck about you or doing a good job. They're just oh, getting Oh, because most of them are part-time and they get paid shit and they have no benefits. Right. I actually had a, a nice experience yesterday when I went. 
the lady was like talking to me and like treating me like a human being. Have a good day. And, like, wow, I've never gotten that before. That's nice. <laughs> well, and they've cut back on management staff so that they have these basically floating managers where they go from store to store yeah. to store. They're never in store for very long at all. So when these yeah, people have questions was... or need help with anything, there's no management to turn to. And they and these floating managers don't like the gig either. <laughs> they they hate the DABC. They they work for them, but they hate how it's ran. You know, just like every other business, every other government business. Ugh. So if they would just open it up to the stores or open the licensing and everything like that up to other companies being able to come in and do things, like you know, being able to order, being able to hold on to inventory. Uh, I if they had just a liquor board that still taxed everything that came in. Yeah. They'd still make their money. Yeah, just I don't just privatize it. the shit. I mean, they can still tax it. They can tax the import of all of the alcohol that comes in. They can tax the sales of all of the alcohol that goes out. But privatize it. It doesn't need to be ran by the government. I'm telling yeah. you right now, there are some private businesses that would love to fill this niche. Would love to oh. meet customers' <laughs> uh, service requirements. They would love to be able to order the right products. They would love to manage this inventory. And they would love that money. And they wouldn't give a shit about the taxes that needed to be on it. Yeah, what's the what's the one grocery store we had come in? Not not the one affiliated with Felicia, but there's not a uh, Trader Joe's. Yeah. One that's not not affiliated. That, yeah. That. But the uh, they they have a wine that you can get in you know every other Trader Joe's in the country called Two Buck Chuck. Yeah. And it, it Charles Shaw. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually not bad. It's not wouldn't, bad for wouldn't a two dollar wine. Wouldn't it be like five buck Chuck here? Yeah, but we're used to being bent over a barrel. Yeah, that's why? another. That's another thing they would. I don't give they a would, shit. Don't give why a shit. Don't, why? Why don't they realize that if they actually cut down that percentage and made it made things a little never mind because it would be more yeah. affordable and then you could buy more. And you'd have people buying more. Yeah, but you know, hey, you know, you'd, you'd have you buy more, you pay more in taxes, so. Yeah, you'd have Amazon delivering bottles to your house next. You know, God, <laughs> you know, imagine that. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even care if they got rid of the state stores. I don't mind the state stores because I've, I, I've spent far too much time in other states that have the same basic <laughs> setup. Yeah, that I don't mind having to go to a special store. It's not unusual for me. It's actually yeah, unusual but... if you find it in a grocery store. That's How nice it would thing. be to go into a nice walk-in fridge and get like a really high point beer and be able to drink it within getting home. <laughs> I just want them to sell wine at the grocery stores. Honestly, that would be a huge win for me. That would. That would. That would be <laughs> well, fantastic. That, that goes great with your cheese department. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are certain places that I would love to be able to be like, and this wine. <laughs> that would. That would be fantastic. But you know, in other states, what you have is you have state-run stores but these state-run stores are within a 30-second walk for most grocery stores right they're not hard to find they don't have odd this, hours this is the, but we're talking about our state this is the same state that closed liquor stores in order to save money even though they were profitable in fact they were the only profitable <laughs> part of the uh the the government here in utah that's all that was well, the only they, part that was actually profitable and they were like no we're saving money that makes no sense and they no. were hugely profitable they they were raking in millions uh-huh no but they closed those to save money that does not make any of the sense at all ever 
If it's making money, you don't close it. Everyone knows this. Well, while we're talking about, uh, you know, not making sense, let's go into the Mormon church. Yeah. Uh, how they decided to stick with the Boy Scouts of America. We'll touch on this quickly because it's not really that big of an issue. No. I mean, it doesn't really bother any of us. But I, I'm reading probably a little bit too much into it, but I think this is the one of the first volleys into them finally allowing gay members to be, you know, in good standing. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree too. I think I think for the LDS Church, it was more of a logistics issue, right? I mean, in order to oh, in order yeah. to have the same kind of infrastructure that the that the America that the Boy Scouts of America has, they'd have to build all kinds of stuff. And then once they build all of that, everybody's going to go, oh, so you're you're not an Eagle Scout, you're a Seagull Scout, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like it does it does it won't carry as much weight. It'll be it'll be, it'll be silly for them to do it. There's the issue of the national influence that the Boy Scouts has. I mean, to a certain level, uh, or the the Mormon Church has in the Boy Scouts. Uh, there's a there's a fair amount of power that they have in that, uh, and outreach that they have with that. And I think that the idea of losing that scares them. And besides, they're still saying, well, any church run. Uh, troops won't have gay leaders. Like they're still doing that. So yeah, we can be just as big as just as bigoted as we ever were. So yeah, what does we it matter? We were we were giving him some serious shit because the God, I can't remember what his name is. Uh, the guy that currently runs the the Boy Scouts of America gave them that giant fucking out. Robert Gates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Robert Gates. Yep. Bob Gates. Well, didn't they? Didn't he kind of have to? Isn't the? He kinda, isn't he kind of had to because he couldn't make a statement like that and then. I mean, it's his job for the organization to a bring in as much business as he can, and b try to keep as many people included yeah. as he possibly isn't, can. Isn't isn't the LDS the LDS Church one of the single biggest sponsors? Not yes. one of they are they are the largest. They sponsor. are the largest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. So yeah, so so if they go, that's a huge hit to the to the Boy Scouts. Yeah. Two point six million. Wait, no, I'm sorry. 430,000 of the BSA's 2.6 million belong to LDS church-sponsored units. It's like one of the only things that the LDS church actually dominates. Yeah, and I've, I've seen some interesting opinions on this, and some that I've seen from some, from some very strong members. Uh, they're a little upset that the church is still taking, a, taking this big of a part in that organization, simply because of the way they approach it they appoint and they assign leaders that don't necessarily want to have anything to do with boy scouts they don't want to work with kids they don't they don't know anything about it they have no experience no background uh but it's their calling yeah they're just oh, that's they're super given this creepy. they're given well, they're, this assignment and they just have to go do it yeah well and they're terrified i mean i i read a couple of critiques of the lds church's decision on this where different lds church members are saying oh well now i have to worry about sending my young impressionable child out to the scout jamboree where there may be gay people no i can guarantee news flash motherfucker there were there there has been gay people they've been there the whole time your dad's probably gay son <laughs> <laughs> no he There's just likes that are- Good. Hey there, Jimmy. Jimmy, do you like watching men wrestle? <laughs> you remember in gym class when you had to climb the rope? <laughs> Did that ever make you feel funny? No, he just really, really likes UFC. 
I'm glad I'm glad Dan picked up on it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the reference. <laughs> so since we're talking about Mormons and Jesus and everything, uh, how about the Mormon Jesus that appeared inside of a public middle school in Kansas? Which is kind of it's funny, a, isn't it? I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny that it's the Mormon one. And I bet you, bet you they didn't know that was the Mormon Jesus. That's so funny <laughs> that like the only thing missing is like him being standing in front of a Lamanite city. Right. <laughs> Like, oh, well, if we would have known the whole portrait, you know, or how about the one where Jesus signs the bill of uh, the Declaration of oh, Independence? Oh, I love that guy. I wish it would have been Space Jesus. What's his name? <laughs> oh, he's a local artist. Keep going. And he's absolutely fucking nutty. Oh, yeah, he's insane. <laughs> but the this is the, I think, the second time that they've smacked Kansas on the back of the hand for this, because the Supreme Court has stressed the importance of protecting public school students from these types of messages as the superintendent said to the school, Richard Prophet. And they came in long saying it's illegal for middle school or any other public school to post religious images in its hallways, you know, as we all know already. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there was a similar painting that ended up in a middle school in Ohio a couple of years ago, but that one was moved to a local high school, which was also not okay. <laughs> We've taken it out of the lower grades and moved it up to the <laughs> higher ones. Well, I just don't understand that you know it's a violation. Yeah. Well, and that, yeah. that artist that Felicia was talking about is John McNaughton, or John McNaughty, as I call him. Damn it, Dan. I was just going to say that. <laughs> somebody somebody on Atheist of Utah actually went to school with him, I believe. Oh, he's such a he's such a dipshit. My favorite, my favorite one is the one where Obama is standing on the Constitution, and the founding <laughs> fathers are like, the fuck, dude? I love that I like one. I like where Obama's holding the burning constitution. <laughs> He's looking at it. Like, you see what I've done here? Uh, Look at this, motherfuckers. <laughs> I think on my, my personal page on uh, Facebook, uh, look up uh, at facebook.com slash Exifer is a meanie. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my, my banner image right now is a someone took one of the images like of Jesus holding the bill of Indo the, the Declaration of Independence and Except they changed it around to Cthulhu. Yeah, they, they redid it. Instead, yeah, 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 instead yeah, of Jesus, yeah. it's Cthulhu. And there's uh, blood everywhere. You got Batman and, on your banner picture right now. Oh, that's my... Uh, oh, that's oh, Never mind. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no. I'm looking over, I'm looking over the McNaughton one where Obama's standing on the Constitution. And, the, and all the good presidents, good quote, like Abraham Lincoln... <laughs> And George Wash is that who is that? That's uh, James Madison. There's George Washington. They're all you pointing at like this young, like mid thirties white guy who's like got a nice jacket, good shoes and jeans, and he's like, dude. And it's called like the Forgotten Man. He's like the guy's just sitting there, like, oh, things suck. And I'm like, so the one black guy, the one black guy in the picture, everyone hates except for Bill Clinton. Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and uh, Herbert Hoover are applauding Obama. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's such a jackass. <laughs> my favorite is uh, when, or, or not my favorite. But I love the one where uh, oh, there's 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 a group of baddies in the picture, and one of them is like a liberal reporter and an unwed mother. I love it. And, like, he has, like, <laughs> explanations for each little thing in his paintings. I'm like, dude, you really missed the point of art, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
interpretation from the from the viewers is not something you're into, yeah. is it? <laughs> Sub subjectivity is the key, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want you to know exactly how to interpret this. Yeah, no, this you has can't, to You can't just look at it at a surface level. You have to use Inception and go deeper. <laughs> uh, and, Let's see. Yeah. Since we're talking Mormons, uh, <laughs> they have finally made their first appointments of women to certain councils that used to be men only. I don't give a fuck. Uh, exactly. We're going to move on. I just mm -hmm. thought, hey, good for you doing something that, you know, most other people normally do at jobs. Here's some crumbs, <laughs> ladies. Enjoy. Yeah. You can fuck off now. Like, okay, we've given you... Here's some crumbs. We've, make some cake. We've given you this much, but you know what? Your husband still has to call you in the afterlife. Oh, this is... Yeah, <laughs> this is this is one of those things that it really sort of went over like a wet blanket with... Uh, <laughs> Oh no, with 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 people who actually care, um, yeah. like with the uh, with with the ordained women, uh, group, yeah, yeah, yeah. This kind of went over like a wet blanket. It was sort of, uh, uh thanks. That's You're like, hey, that's not I'm at still all excommunicated. Yeah, that's not at all what we're talking about. Like we, <laughs> we gee, thanks. Yeah, we'll we, take these. <laughs> we'll pick up these crumbs and put it on our funeral potatoes. We really appreciate that. We're, we're gonna when go ahead and be gracious and acknowledge the effort. Of, were they a part of ordained women? The women who got it, like Rosemary. <laughs> I didn't read that no. much of the story, and I don't care enough. I, you know, I'm gonna bet that they were not. <laughs> no, they, I'm gonna bet they were not. Oh, no. No, because we're not going to give it. obedient. We're not going to give it to them harpies over there, you know. No, no we're going to give it. We're going to give it to these good, good in order to be rewarded, and you're not being obedient, ladies. Yeah, no. We're going to give it. They, they, they were not even close. <laughs> they were their husbands hand puppets, just like <laughs> they usually are. Uh huh. Oh, the Mormons. Uh, <laughs> we love you guys. Just kick it out. Just. Get out of the brainwashing, goddammit. While we're uh, while we're talking about this, and I don't, I don't, yep. I don't want to bring up, I don't want to bring up any names. Um, <laughs> I really, I, I don't because I don't want to toss anybody under under any any proverbial buses. Uh, but a friend of mine was actually was talking about a similar topic, uh, and she's actually, uh, she's she's in the the ordained women's movement. I think she's on the board. Uh, she was talking about some things that were happening uh, in church. And she had specifically said that when they're talking about the priesthood, which is their big thing, they're talking to less than half the audience. And she said, you're sharing experiences and issues and challenges that are not available to me or my daughters. And we're not even allowed to mourn without fear of reprimand. Jeez. <laughs> when you describe my only access to this as through my husband, you disrespect me as an individual and erase the experiences of women who are not married or are married to men who do not have the priesthood. And I do not think that should go unchallenged. No, but it should because this whole church is based on men having the power. Mm-hmm. It's based on control. It is. And, oh, it is all about control. And especially the co controlling the women. Because if you control the women, if you control their sexuality, boom, that's 51% of your population. And that's your baby makers. <laughs> and that's your sex. 
Like, that's seriously, that is the only reason I can come up with for sexism at all, is about controlling women's sexuality, because they're really afraid they're not going to get laid, some of these guys. I don't know, I can get by just fine without... <laughs> yeah, see, I, there are... Let me go braid the hairs on my palm, I'll be right back. There are plenty of men who are not worried about it. There are plenty of men who don't give a shit. Like, they're like, yeah, I can, I'm fine, I, I don't care if women do things. They're fine. Like, <laughs> but there are a select few men who are either really greedy about it or really possessive about it. One sec, my cat's going to kill another cat. <laughs> so, uh, I want to bring it up since we're still in light news and stuff. Uh, Wes Craven passed away mm -hmm. just like hours before we started the podcast. And I'll get, let you guys do in your own moment of silence. I can't have moments of silence on a podcast because <laughs> people would think we ended. Uh, but great director, great writer. Some of the best horror movies came from him, mm -hmm. and some of the most terrible ones as well, but... Wait, didn't he do... No, that was John Carpenter, Ghost of Mars. Yeah. That's about to say, the movie sucked. <laughs> but, I mean, he's had a varied career over his... I mean, he started out as being a porn director, mm -hmm. which was interesting. He, he gave up his normal job to do that. Which is surprisingly close to horror. Yeah, if you, if you, if you watched anything in the 80s, of course. Anyway... Um, some men are assholes, and I think that they wanted to control women's vaginas. And it's just a few, but they gained some power. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since we're, I brought up Mars, I do want to talk about how NASA has just sealed six people in a dome for a year. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> to uh, get the, to see how well they do with the isolation on, for months on end. Oh, that's so there's an astrobiologist, a physicist, a pilot, an architect, a journalist, and a soil scientist. And they entered a 36 by 20 foot dome. I couldn't even handle marriage. I, like. <laughs> so the, 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 the news article I pulled this from said they'll remain in the dome for a year eating powdered cheese, smelling each other's B.O., and slowly abandoning any sense of personal space. You know what? That was the powdered cheese one right off the bat where I was like, I can do it. Can do it. <laughs> but it's for science. I, you know what? Science can fight me. I want my cheese. God damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I would, sa I would sacrifice a lot to be one of the first settlers on Mars. Yeah, see, I actually would not. Like, I don't, I mean, all for the human spirit and going forward, and I would, and I don't, you know, would be happy to donate money to it if it was an actual feasible project. I was really hoping Mars One was a good thing, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, but, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to support it. I don't want to go. I really, really don't. <laughs> I'd be one of those people who are like, yeah, you guys all go ahead and leave Earth. I'm going to be one of the ten people that stays here. Like, I don't <laughs> think I could handle it. I'd visit space. I don't want to leave here forever. Give it a year when we are just that close to the election. <laughs> I, I, I can almost guarantee you there are going to be at least 12 moments where you're done with the planet. <laughs> oh, I want us to, to play this again in a year and see if I eat my words. <laughs> That'd be fun. Now, let's see. I think we have one more light news story we could squeeze in, and I wanted it to be, be the one about the professors um, yeah, at the University of Utah. Yeah, some cool stuff. <clears throat> so we had two professors, uh, Clifford Roski and Lisa Diamond. They joined forces to write a paper that seeks to clarify both scientific and legal questions about the LGBT people since the Supreme Court's decision on marriage equality. 
the the ones that the points that I wanted to make legally is that it doesn't matter whether you say you were born gay or whether you say you choose to be gay. Everyone is entitled to equal protection, whether they are born that way or they choose to live that way. Right. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Which all of us agree, it's a curb that's two inches high. Get the fuck over it, people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you can hop that on your bicycle. You could even ollie that on a skateboard, I bet. Yeah. yeah. I, I probably could, and I have, like, almost no skateboard skills. And so and another one of the quotes here from uh, Diamond is that the reasons for which someone is gay should have nothing to do with whether they have legal rights. Mm-hmm. Ta-da! You know? Yeah. It doesn't it, matter it doesn't... which individual you choose as your partner. We all choose the individual. It doesn't matter but that's what... destroying humanity. You know? They're people, and it doesn't you really can't... matter what their bits are between their legs. You can't put them on an island together and have them procreate more mankind. You put regular couples on that island. And I bet you some of them men and women will be fucking each other as well, but, you know, they, they still have babies. I don't know. It's dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> so, the main thing they're bringing this up is because science has not found a quote-unquote gay gene yet. Right. Probably mm-hmm. because it's a myriad of factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a a, you know, specifically look for this one thing in someone's code to find out whether it is or not. It's probably multiple things. And I mean, <clears throat> but it, said, and it's a bell curve, like we said. I mean, sexuality isn't so clear. Yeah, it's it's not an on-off switch. Yeah, like you're not gay or straight. <laughs> Most people, the vast majority of people are not gay or straight. They're somewhere What between. is it, the, the Kinsey scale? Yep, the Kinsey scale. Mm-hmm. We go, go, take your, go take your Kinsey test. It might surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's about it. I just want to talk about um, Josh Duggar just for one second. Not Josh Duggar specifically, but their dad, Jim Bob, who has a word that he likes to utter to his kids when he feels like they need to avert their gaze. From women. Avert their gaze. From from tempting, sinful women. He'll go, boys, Nike. And they have to look at their shoes. Right, because they're not human beings which to be looked upon. They're, They're simply... Lust causing objects. objects, right? Lust causing objects. Therefore, you do not acknowledge them like people. Which is exactly what led that asshole into the pit that he's in right oh, now. Fuck those guys. <laughs> fuck the Quiverful <laughs> movement. Fuck TLC for giving them a goddamn television show and a microphone. Just fuck all of it. Well, you know, if TLC hadn't, would we know that it, they were just as big assholes as we suspect? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they would have gotten away with it a lot longer. How many yeah. people have been convinced of the Quiverful full movement, movement, though? Like now, how many people have seen that and been like, you know, they really are living the Christian lifestyle. Like now they might not be thinking that, but I mean, they were on for years. How many oh, people I, did they I'm, actually isolate? And I get, I'm sorry, but I'm, sh- I'm sure they women, Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But if you were susceptible to that at all, it you would have gotten there somehow eventually. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I can't see where Kyle's coming from with that one. But you know what? That brings us to our first break of the show. We did have more news to talk about. Maybe we'll bring some up here in a little bit. But we do have a shit ton of heavy news to get into yeah. here in a minute. So. Some shit. 
with lots of video clips, especially from our buddy Pat Robertson. A couple of sound clips from everybody's favorite 2016 candidate, Ted Cruz. Yes, Cruz. And a really disturbing video by Glenn Beck. So just hang around. If you'd like to be depressed, we'll take you there here in a minute. We'll see you in a second. I'm Daniel Radcliffe, and I believe that reaching out for help is the bravest thing a person can do. If you are struggling and need support, call the Trevor Lifeline at 1-866-488-7386. It's free and confidential, and trained counsellors are there to listen 24-7 without judgment. To learn more about the Trevor Project's life-saving work for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or questioning young people, go to thetrevorproject.org. And we're back. Thank you for that little break there. I uh, I went in upstairs and I actually managed to find... I, I live in Clearfield. And when I go to the liquor store in Layton, we have one in Layton and one in Roy, which is about equidistant for me. And I've gone to the one in Layton only because it's really quick and easy for me to get there. I don't have to hop on freeways or anything. But their selection for beer has been kind of shitty. And you people living in Salt Lake don't realize how good you got it. Uh, but I went to the one in Roy and they finally... Finally found a place that has Ninkasi beer, and I'm so happy to find it. The one next to Dr. John's? Yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. No, if you believe it or not, one of the best fucking Thai food restaurants that you can go to in this part of Utah, the northern part of Utah, is right next door to fucking Dr. John's over there by the old Hollywood video in Roy. It's called Five Star. They're not paying me for this at all. They probably don't even know we exist, but the <laughs> best fucking Thai food I've ever had in the state. Well, how could it not be? It's called Five Star. Right. Believe it or not, I mean, there was a time when like they were owned by a different management and everything. It kind of sucked, but the original management came back. But seriously, like you can go there and ask for yes, make this for me as if you were a, if, as if I was a Thai person. Oh no! Because you know, there's because I love my spicy. There's another really good Thai <laughs> place down there uh, in Syracuse where the Walmart is in the little strip oh, mall yeah, there. Jazz, mm-hmm. Yeah, Thai jazz. Yeah, yep. that place is uh, pretty good too. Well, we're plugging some great. Uh, exotic food restaurants. There's a fantastic place in Draper called Aroma. They do Indian food. And uh, oh. I know the family, uh, Obi and Roma. <laughs> and they're just the most fantastic people. And the the Indian food there, I, I mean, they do cater to uh, Utah sensibilities in a lot of ways where it's quite mild. <laughs> but if, if, you're, if you ask for Indian food, and I won't, I actually can't go to their level. Um, but they have very authentic Indian food and it's just delicious. I mean, they're from India. They, they emigrated here. And they so what, what do you order when you go there? I seriously, I am working my way down the menu. I haven't had a bad dish yet. Mm. Yes. It's my favorite is probably the chicken tikka masala and the sag. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of samosas. Oh yeah. There's oh samosas and their tandoori stuff. Pop-a-tons. It just like falls like mm-hmm. apart. It's, oh, they're and so I'm, great. What was I going to say? I'm a I'm a huge proponent of people trying more ethnic foods. Get out of the the getting the same shit that you get every week. Try a different restaurant, especially try fucking local. Yeah, yeah, and don't go to all the fucking chains. Exactly, go try something local. I have a hard time even going to chain restaurants anymore. Like I really do. I I I, don't, I maybe it's just because I work in fine food now, but uh, it, it's not that. Yeah, I just I can't handle the chains. I just feel like the food is subpar. I don't feel like it's I think it's I think it's uh, playing to the lowest common denominator. What will offend no one? And if it offends no one, then it's not going to impress anyone. And uh, yeah, I just 
I, I find myself not even wanting to eat at chains at all. Like, I don't know, yeah. Just I've been sticking to the local places. Preach it, sister. I, just find, I find it just so amusing that like some of the best Japanese food I've ever had has been from Ogden. And some of the best Chinese food I've ever had has been from out here in Syracuse and Clearfield. You know, like, and I, I've been around the block a few times with like different restaurants and stuff. So, uh, you know, and there's some really, <laughs> there's some really fine say food restaurants you. out there now that are coming out. Utah's finally developing a fine foods marketplace. Like, the, like there's finally people eating uh, at at gourmet and artisan cuisine, and it's just it makes me so happy inside. And I mean, and not all of them are nailing it. Not all of them. Uh, are doing what what I would consider really fantastic stuff, but they're trying and they're experimenting, and we're fine. They're getting business, and I'm I'm really excited about it. Eating at restaurants that you can find outside of a Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, there's. Hey, that that Thai Jasmine place is right next to the Walmart, so... <laughs> but it's not in the Walmart. No, definitely. Yeah, it it's is not it, the fucking McDonald's. God, it is. It is far too late in the day for you guys to be making me so hungry. <laughs> so you just you just need to stop. And no. you know, oh, shut up. You posted it, that picture of you making curry that one time. Drink more. <laughs> the one dish I cannot get right, like even a little bit. And I love it and I can't get it. But I really did want to do uh, a, a a plug for, and they don't know we're doing this, um, but we actually have a fellow heathen who runs a restaurant. He's an executive chef at Bistro 222. And up in Salt Lake. And uh, he's told me about the, he'll, he'll ask him and I geek out about cheese. He'll like, oh, I have Bailey Hayes and Blue on my cheese plate right now. And yeah, so, but he, he's doing some great things there in fine dining as well. So, oh my so God. we're going to, we're going to depart from our wonderful world of inclusiveness and, you know, being worldly. <laughs> and we're going to narrow that focus into our favorite segment that we have, our videos for the week. So we're going to go into the, the very narrow minded world of people <laughs> like Pat Roberts. <sighs> Bet he doesn't eat pie. <laughs> Bet he never has. Bet you eats cock. Oh, no. <laughs> when he goes to hell, he will. <laughs> no, actually, it looks like a like a pink Yoda in the picture that I have queued up here. Uh, but anyway, he's talking about the the recent quote unquote stock market crash. You know, the market adjusting itself, not crashing. <laughs> Dummies. Uh saying that the reason for the stock market crash was God's judgment for abortion and planned parenthood. Oh, so everything can be blamed on the souls of dead babies, you know, that are going to the best possible place they possibly can go. God can't think of any other way to express his angst than to crash the stock market. You know, to fuck over the rich people, yeah. you know. I'm so angry, I'm going to mess with somebody's portfolio. Well, he, he, already, he already pulled the giant flood kill everybody card. He can't do that again. Well, yeah, because he promised everybody with a yeah. rainbow that it would never happen. You ever hear about me flipping over tables and whipping the money changers, bitches? Check this shit out, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm going to fuck with your stock portfolio. <laughs> All right, here we go. Listen, that organization is an absolute monstrosity to take your money and my money, which the government extorts from us every year in the form of taxation. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Chris. <laughs> Motherfucker! Hot meat kettle. <laughs> Is he paying taxes through his fucking seven hundred club? 
No. Ooh. I'm sure it. that diamond mine in Africa is not being taxed. He gets his fucking house for free. He gets to spout his bullshit for free. He pays no fucking taxes. What the fuck is he talking about? Oh. Now you see why I love this segment. God damn it. Okay. Oh, nothing yeah. raises my ire more than this guy. Sometimes, oh, I fucking hate him. Sometimes I really wish Buddhism was real so that I could actually, like, get Zen. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, you can. I know. I'm talking about, like, supernatural Zen, not, like, the practice of Zen. Well, no, and, no, you, you can. I can teach you how for about seven fifty. dollars <laughs> <laughs> About tree fitting. <laughs> I want my $2. <laughs> So, okay, paying taxes. As much as people may not like having to do so, I gladly fucking do Thank so. Thank you. I support taxes. Please. Me because too. Because it yeah. funds people that do jobs that are paid a lot less than they would in the private sector. It keeps roads going on. It keeps the fucking interstate going. It makes sure that people have a somewhat okay access to healthcare nowadays. Well, if there's there, it water, does so, sewer, this water it does sewer so schools. goddamn much for people, but everybody thinks that they're being taken for a ride for some reason. Libraries, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, there's so many resources. I mean, there. consider the science funding that goes on. Consider the art funding that goes on. And and this is all a public good. These are things that we are putting into sup to support each other. You know what? Fuck the military. How come we don't have a better social safety net? That is what taxes should be for. And I will give my taxes if we have those things because it's better for all of us. Bernie. <laughs> well, you know, I, I went on a bit of a rant about this on the Godless Revolution during one of our episodes where I said, you know, I would gladly pay 15 percent, 20 percent, 25, 30 percent more in taxes each and every fucking paycheck if I knew that I didn't have to pay the 15 or 20 percent that I'm currently paying in to make somebody rich, to make somebody yeah. rich in in my medical care. Right. And that's just the portion that I pay. That doesn't include the amount that my that my employer has to pay toward my health care. Right. right. If they were to take if they were to take that amount and give that back to me and then I pay the 25, 30 percent, whatever it is to pay for health care for myself and everybody else, cut out the fucking middleman, cut out the insurance companies, let me deal with my doctor directly or or have it be a, a you know, a universal health care. Yeah, single payer. Yeah, single payer system. Fuck yeah, I would do that. Why the fuck do I have to give my money to an insurance company who gets to tell my doctor what services he can provide? Why the fuck does the hospital get to itemize every single thing that comes across on the bill for much higher prices than you would pay for it? And charge you 15 fucking dollars for one aspirin. Yeah, or a, a bottle of shampoo when you're in the hospital. If you don't even use it, they still charge oh, you for God. it. That's like $25. Right, I want to add an asterisk to something I said. Fuck the military does not mean fuck service members, because in fact, they're getting <laughs> fucked even harder than the people who sit there and claim, or even like they're, they're getting fucked pretty much one of the worst by the people who sit there and claim, oh, service members are so great. The thing is that uh, the, the training that they get going in, it used to be real world certifications, uh, but they changed it, so now they're not real-world certifications. So they can't actually take these credentials and go out and do the same job in the real world. Like, if you get a graphic design job in the military, it's not actually considered a graphic design uh, education certificate or anything uh, in the real world. They won't actually look at those as education credentials. You can still have your portfolio, but that credential doesn't exist. 
Uh, this is the same for the journalism. This is the same for engineering. <laughs> like, it's Or my brother that was a diesel mechanic in the army. Exactly. He didn't get to use any of that shit in the real world. That's just it. And so <laughs> even though they these people are skilled and they're well-trained and well-experienced, their credentials get thrown the fuck out the window. We don't have support for them after they're out of the military. We don't have mental health facilities for them. I, so when I say fuck the military, I mean fuck the government's funding of the military. So this five-minute rant brought to you by 13 Seconds of Pat Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to keep we're going to keep going. Right, here we go. Here we go. Not short of tyranny. You know, that business about taxation without representation. Well, we're getting taxed and the left is saying we're going to give it to an organization that is repugnant to most Americans. Not most. OK, your tax money is not going to abortion. Nope. And not most Americans. Most Americans don't actually agree with you. And the other portion and I'll click play again really quick here. Taxation without representation. Right, Do you currently have Senate and Congress members in your state? Do, oh, he does? If the answer is yes, then you are fucking represented. I know, they love to throw... Shut up. Taxation without <laughs> representation. Did you vote? You have representatives? Representation. So easy. God damn it, I hate these people. And the president has basically said, if you take that out of the budget, he said in a previous negotiation about uh, sequester, he said, if you take this money away, I will shut the government down. Now, that no, no, we didn't. That was somebody else. Yeah, that was yeah, Mike I was Lee. Say, I don't think that was much. sad. I don't think, I don't think that was sad. Thanks to that asshole, I lost like two weeks worth of pay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, uh, our main income, gone. Dickhole. God. That's how strong he feels about funding the murder of unborn babies. Uh, yeah, sure. Look here, Absolutely. asshole. Nobody yep. wants to kill children. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there. I don't want to equivocate <laughs> for everybody. Kyle, but, Kyle was going to say, I'm a father. I'm well, <laughs> you know, I think you should nip it in the bud. <laughs> uh, yeah. N uh. Okay, okay, we're going to keep going. We're going to okay, keep going. Okay, okay. And here in America, we have been complicit in terminating the lives of in excess of 50 million precious unborn children. Oh, God, God is the women who carry them aren't precious? I'm sorry. The women, the women, the women who carry them don't fucking matter at all. No. They're fucking vessels and if they might die, well, <laughs> that was God's plan. But if they don't want to risk their fucking lives or their livelihoods to carry a fucking clump of cells, then they're fucking evil and they're wasting precious babies. Ah! <laughs> well, I, I just want to point out here that all these people on the right that are, especially this a-hole that I'm looking at on the computer screen here, you care for them until they're born. Then all of a sudden, you're like, fuck you, you're not white. Wasn't he Go just away. bitching about taxation that's taken by force? <laughs> that, that, that very thing that we want to use to support babies of single parents? You you yeah. were just bitching about? Oh, oh the okay. dissonance. Let, let's, let's let him finish his stupid rant Why? here. Unborn children. And don't you think Almighty God is going to hold us accountable for that? We will pay dearly as a nation for this thing going on. And possibly if we were to stop, stop all this slaughter 
uh, the judgment of God might be lifted from us. But it's coming, ladies and gentlemen. We just have a little taste of it in terms of the financial system, but it's going to get shaken to its core in the next few months, years, or however long it takes, and it will hurt every one of us. It's coming down the road, but at least we could repent and try to change. Or you could pay taxes. I'm just saying. <laughs> or, you know, I don't even have words for this kind of dumb. I, I, the, like, okay, God's wrath is so finite. <laughs> I'll take the map position here. Your crippled-ass God is going to attack the financial system of the United States, but he's not going to do it, like, all in one stroke. He's going to slowly time-release it like a fucking, like a NyQuil tab. It's almost like he's not really fucking there, right? It's weird. amazing. It's weird it? sometimes. And I mean, sometimes stock markets have, you know, points of high and low. And I mean, we're in early third quarter. People are starting to squirrel away money for the holidays. We're between any sort of big weekend. And we got Labor Day coming up, but nobody's really shopping for that yet. Well, and I'm <laughs> going to segue this into the next asshole with the microphone that we we are working so hard to fight against. And that's Glenn Beck. Oh, Oh. Who who oh. claims that we're and this is the, Dan posted this on his own <laughs> Facebook page. I'm sorry, I don't Twitter as much. I Facebook the fuck out of the world, but I don't Twitter that much. Dan's twit. Oh man, I went on a huge fucking rant on this on our lost episode last week, and I'm so oh, sad. Man. So I'm really so, happy that I'm here tonight to be able to talk about it a little bit more. You get to do it again, yeah. <laughs> so Glenn Beck is claiming that we're at the end. Because and, and I'm not going to talk about the shooting because, you know what, he doesn't deserve the fucking attention. There was a shooting in Virginia. You guys have heard about it. You don't need to know more information because, you know what, you already fucking know everything you need to know. Yep, it was terrible. So, Glenn Buck. Glenn Beck. Glenn Buck. Yeah. <laughs> that works. That's like Donald Trump. <laughs> Ronald Raven. <laughs> Ronald Raven. Remember what I've been saying recently? I think that God is giving me one final warning. He's telling us, you got one more chance. This is it. I'm telling you, this is it. This is what I was afraid. This is why I called that rabbi in Jerusalem and said, do I have this right? Because this is God saying, last chance. So some random shooting is, <laughs> this is the last chance? Yeah, yeah, this is the last chance. This is the last chance. What kind of pedantic fucking parent is God in this situation where he's like, I'll give you one more chance. No, stop doing it. No, don't do that. No, I don't know. That sounds, that. that sounds pretty parent-like to I me. Thought, I thought that they Get that penis it. out of your mouth. No, no. Can't tell you how many last chances I've given my kids. Oh, you shot a reporter and a cameraman. <laughs> That's the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, you know, it has nothing to do with the guy being fucking unhinged. Shouldn't, shouldn't, they be, shouldn't he be, like, stoked? Like, Jesus is coming back, you guys! Honey. I I firmly believe that all of these people realize that they are taking other people for a ride. Especially with Glenn Beck being the morning zoo reporter that he used to be. Not even a reporter, a fucking t like a radio newscaster guy. Yeah. Well, he I wouldn't even call him a newscaster. He was a morning He was a shop DJ. morning show. He was a morning DJ. Hey, this is Glenn. Hey, how's it going? We're here with the breakfast flakes. I mean, not to not to. I just came down up a cocaine binge. How is everybody doing this morning? Oh. Yeah, not to disparage morning DJs because we're we're about to talk to one. Um, no, not he, all. Of he he would not defend Glenn. Zoo ones, but yes, we love. Yeah, no, we love our our certain. 
radio <laughs> that might be from a very hot area that is thus far mythical. <laughs> so, okay, we're going to keep going. He says, look what I did to Shiloh. Look what I did. That was the first place I put my name on, and I destroyed that place. Except it still exists, you know. It, you can still point to it on a map. There's not a so, giant fucking black hole on the map. You know? So, so what's destroyed? It kind of went yeah. through an economic downslope. Like, it kind of went into a slump. Then it came back. And then, you know, I mean, it's never been, like, huge. But, you know, it's been around. Well, and I'm, I'm not usually one to comment on people's choice of style, but he's wearing a fucking plaid shirt with a vest. Uh, no. <laughs> so you better go look and see what happened to any place. And may I suggest, in modern times, we look at any place that that God has destroyed or allowed themselves to destroy themselves because they got out of control. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I told these guys 15 years ago, you ever start hear me reading right from the scriptures, you know we're at the end. Really? I'm Okay, let, let's remind everybody that Glenn Beck is Mormon. Yee. So the scripture that he is reading from... Is probably the Joseph Smith version of the Bible. No, no, no. He, he hasn't gotten to it yet, and I'm all I'm I'm just waiting to fucking leap on this shit, man. Oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we Reading go. today, right from the scriptures, and I'm I apologize to anybody who doesn't want to hear it. I apologize to anybody who doesn't understand it. But I'm telling you, as we watch things like a shooting on television and a shooting in a street, this is the beginning of sorrows. Okay. Ah, there it was, motherfucker. <laughs> He's reading directly from the Mormon's preferred version of the Bible, which is the King James Version that comes from Matthew 24, verse 8, <laughs> where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he says that, you know, all these things are the beginning of sorrows, where it's, for the nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes and in, in, in diverse places. He's what? reading directly. Here, he's, he's mentioning directly from... The King James version of the Bible, which I which as I said is the Mormons' preferred version of the Bible. Okay, but here's the thing: is that's literally all the time, in all of history, in all of the earth, except for the kingdoms thing. That's specifically required to be humans. But a nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, that's going on all the fucking time. And, and for Glenn Beck no to say that this this is the beginning of sorrows, forget all of the fucking wars that we've had in our past, forget all of the other atrocities that have ever happened, forget the earthquakes and tornadoes and tsunamis that wipe out a quarter of a million fucking people, this is the beginning of sorrows to Glenn Beck. No, this I'm right gonna, here. I'm going to bring yeah. it even smaller than that. I'm sorry, but a couple white people, they were white, the reporter, right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, the, the yeah. reporter and the camera. Yeah, they were white. white. Yes. couple of white people getting shot on camera is the end times, but not the white guy going into the black church and shooting those black people. No, that that was not the end times. No, two white people on camera. That's the end times. Well, you know, the difference well, here, Felicia, is that the, the shooter in this case was a gay black man. So obviously that's the beginning of sorrows. Oh! He was, scary, he was also Jehovah's Witness. Scary oh, black okay. man who also was gay. And also and was Jehovah's crazy. Witness. Let's just, like, that's not the same. Those are not all the same thing. This guy is also crazy. He and a black and gay. I keep bringing it up because I think that needs to be hammered home. 
is that this guy believed that he was doing the will of God. Absolutely, especially after Bill fucking O'Reilly comes out and says that all of the shootings within the last 40 years or whatever fucking number he threw out there are all committed by secular people and those who don't profess a belief in God. They're all happening because of atheists and agnostics going around killing people, which is fucking bullshit. That is bullshit. That is bullshit to the extreme. I mean, and statistically, that's not even possible because most of this nation still has some sort of theism. So that that doesn't even co- begin to cover it. Second of all, wait, did you just tell me that this guy that shot the reporter and the cameraman was a theist? Yep. <laughs> wow. Because I really didn't even bother to learn his name because fuck that guy. But yeah. yep. Well, and, well, and, and Glenn, Beck- I'm going to point out a I'm going to point out a resource to everybody here, and I don't normally send people to underground websites like this, but make sure you have your ad blocker on. But go to Encyclopedia Dramatica; you can find it on the internet if you know how to get around a place. I found it, bad. I be, be prepared; it is a not safe for work website. Yeah. It's not and safe. Read for the article they they website. they posted about this guy. and you have to understand they take satire and they take you know. Everybody is an equal target at that website. So don't go there and not expect it to be offended because you will be offended. Well, and Glenn Beck, the- Glenn Beck is cherry picking from this from this book and chapter this, from the book of Matthew in this particular chapter 24. This is the same fucking chapter where Jesus says, verily, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Talking about him coming back. <laughs> Jesus is specifically telling all of his disciples that he will be back within a generation. And, of course, that hasn't fucking happened, but for Glenn uh, Beck, you know, this is the beginning of sorrows. No, it refers to every single generation alive. That's why they're the Latter-day Saints. That's why the Baptists are always like, we got to prepare for the end times, yo. Like, Well, don't even get me started on other chapters in Matthew, like, don't pray out in public, you know, do it in the home, you know. Well, it's... Like, there's the, it's the giant, and I use the term because I stole it from somebody else, it's the big book of multiple choice. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's just another example of their goalposts being on wheels. I have a hypothesis. Yep. They, they just move them but whenever the, they need Where them. Where was this end of times talk when you had Sandy Hook? No, no, no. I really have... Well, yeah. But... When, when was this end of times talk when Tamir Rice was shot? No, 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 when, no, when... no. He was too brown. <laughs> it just kills me that Glenn Beck says that this is that this this is the beginning of sorrows, and we're talking about Glenn Beck, who is Mister Fucking Nazism. That's all he wants to ever fucking talk about, right? Is that the Nazis ruined the world and the Nazis came and and destroyed the Jews and they're bringing bringing about the second coming of Christ and everything. But to Glenn Beck, even with all of his fucking Godwin bullshit, this is the beginning of sorrows for him. Too I wanted to rip my fucking beard out of my face. Um, I... And you watch entirely too much like Sunday edition stuff. And I, I've, I've been following everything you've been watching today on Facebook. I once watched. I kept waiting for the giggle though. I once watched a video of an Islamic extremist in London walk up to a complete stranger, stab him multiple times. Oh yeah, the guy died, and then walk up to the camera that was that happened to be filming at that moment and go. Because they were, like, filming a selfie or something, and then they're like, what the fuck? Uh, and walk up to the camera and go, this is for everything you have done to my home country. Oh, that was the guy that beheaded the dude on the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, was, did he yeah. behead him? This, no, I swear. Yeah, he, he beheaded the service member. He was an SAS person. That's right. That's right. It was beheaded. Uh, my brain didn't want to remember something that gruesome. But I saw the video. 
And I'm like, and, and yeah, the dude had blood all over his hands and the knife and everything. Yeah, the gay black guy who God told him to kill people is the sign of the end times. Yeah, I'm really so, confused. Well, while we're talking about, um, let's see, uh, fascist states, let, let's let's move over to Brian Fisher, who says that pornography, adultery, and Ashley Madison ought to be illegal. No. These are the dumb fucks that are funded by giant multinational corporations that get fucking funding for this kind of talk. No, those shouldn't. Those things should not be illegal. That's keep keep in mind, these, these guys. These guys. You might not know this because you're not a podcaster or anything. People out there that are listening to this right now, but these guys are talking into like four thousand dollar microphones. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Brian Fisher that thinks that these things should be illegal because they keep embarrassing the fucking Christians who talk out, who speak out about them all the time. Yes. Who speak so, against them, and then are the ones who end up being the people who are using the fucking services. That's why he oh, thinks yeah. they ought to be illegal because it's embarrassing his people. Well, yeah. you know, I, have to I, I to think this amazing. I, I think Ashley Madison ought to be illegal, but only because it was extortion. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> apparently there weren't any women there. Yeah, that was <laughs> uh, yeah, it was absolute so, extortion, and they lied about deleting the accounts. They were taking money for deleting accounts after n apparently no one could have an affair through there. Like, <laughs> okay, so Brian Fisher, you guys will know the voice if you don't know who I'm talking about. And I believe that pornography could be and ought to be illegal. It ought to be against the law. No. You know, the First Amendment protects freedom of speech. It does right. not protect the freedom or the right to take your clothes off and have sex in front of a camera. That's one of yes, the ways. Yes, it does. It does. Mm -hmm. it does. Yes, it does. That absolutely <laughs> <does>. <laughs> Okay. The First Amendment has just been mangled completely out of all recognition. You know what you know, like corporations having the right to have free yeah, speech and money on fucking people and money is speech. You know, I can't stab a corporation. That's one of my favorite equivocations with that one. Yeah, well, like, I can't take you know, my clothes off and fuck a corporation either. <laughs> yeah, but a corporation can fuck you. Bam. Website, <laughs> which is designed to promote adulterous liaisons. I think that is a website that by its very nature ought to be illegal. And you say, well, why? Well, yeah. we have laws against shoplifting. You think we ought to have laws against shoplifting? Well, well, yeah. Okay, well, why? I mean, that's that's a choice that somebody makes. They can make a choice to shoplift or not. Why do you want to interfere with their freedom to choose? If okay, but big point here. You can't actually arrest somebody for shoplifting unless they've actually done the act. Right. You can't arrest me for murder for thinking about stabbing the derp in the head 13 times with a fucking pencil. <laughs> well, or as in Dan's case, damn. <laughs> you, we can't. I've thought about garroting somebody with my fucking mouse cable before. We can't make sex between consenting <laughs> adults illegal, even if somebody doesn't like it, like the spouse. We can't make that illegal because. But you know what? That's why it's a civil case, not a criminal right. case. Because there are plenty of cases, if we, if we put too many restrictions on what kind of consensual sex is legal, if we put any restrictions on it, we are going to end up restricting safe consensual sex, such as with polyamorous relationships. They, we, there's no good way. You can't ethically control this one. <laughs> Go ahead. I've got a point after he goes on. Okay. If they want to shoplift, why don't you let them? Isn't this a free country? Isn't this all about choice? Who are you to legislate? Who are you to judge? 
who are you to impose your morality on the rest of us? Let them make their own choice. And, and you say, well, no, 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 no. We couldn't do that because there are shopkeepers that would be hurt. They'd go out of business. They could be bankrupted if we didn't have some kind of consequence for shoplifting because somebody's going to get hurt. That would be your point. Somebody's going to get hurt. Well, what happens when you have adultery? Somebody, by definition, gets hurt. I mean, they're... Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, I, I think there's plenty of marriages out there where someone's like, yeah, I kind of was pushing them towards that for a long time. Well, there's... <laughs> this marriage needs to be over with. Yeah. I think I'm done. Uh, and, and, that's okay. I've already fucked the gardener like. Well, and it's times. not that every. It's not that somebody will always be hurt in situations like this. I mean, you. We all know polyamorous people, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not that somebody will always be hurt in these types of situations. No. Sometimes it's consensual. Well, and it doesn't. Here's the thing: is that um, hurts in relationships are really those individual relationships and the terms they set together. Uh, there, there's really no control that we can have. I fucking hate the quiverful movement, but I'm not actually <laughs> going to legislate against it. Uh, you know, there's a difference there. I will say you shouldn't fucking do that. It's fucking terrible, but I'm not going to actually make any laws that say you can't be a quiverful. Uh, the hurts that occur in these kinds of relationships with consenting adults, you can't morally legislate that. I'm sorry, you can't. Nope. So we're going to move on to good old Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Uh, and we've got a couple of clips for him, and we'll try to make this somewhat quick because we are fastly approaching time on this segment. God damn. <laughs> this has been fun. You I, have I a really lot to say. Uh, this is my, my favorite clip from Ted Cruz for the week. Uh, and he's talking to Jan Mickelson about a certain type of atheist out there, which I think most of us fit into that category. So here we go. Just a little bit about the brazenness of the uh, of aggressive, the atheist Taliban, plus the complicity of our system. Anytime they, uh, they, they furrow their brow at anybody, we, they fold up and go home and give them what they want. Because we have a fucking secular government. Yeah, how how often do they actually fold up and give us whatever the fuck they want, whatever the fuck we want? If that were the case, then atheists would be leading the government. We would have a ninety percent plus portion of the of the United States Senate and House of Representatives that are atheists, right? Instead of Christians, we don't have any open open atheist members of the government, do we? No, none. I, I think there. I think there. Uh, I, can't, I can't say all government. No, I, I think there's a very. Washington. I think there's a very very small handful. Um, in that you can count them on one hand. But yes, there there are members out there. I mean, because what's his name? Uh, God, I, I forget. Barney Frank. Yep. Barney Frank came out too late. Yes, yeah. after he left office. It really bothered me, too, that Barney Frank told everybody, you know, he, he made this public statement on as a big think video that where he said that, you know, atheists shouldn't come out of the closet and shouldn't tell people that they're atheists if they plan on running for any government office. That really, yeah, really I, bothered me. I yelled at my computer at work for that yeah. one. I'm well, like, God, I just, you yeah, asshole. But that makes me feel terrible. No, you should run for office, and you should say if you're an atheist. Absolutely. I mean, how would Bernie feel if somebody else came out and said, oh, no, if you're gay, you shouldn't come out. You shouldn't tell anybody that you're gay. That's not how any kind of progress is made. If you are an atheist and you're a good person and you're doing good things, you should absolutely fucking tell people that you're an atheist. They have see, this, this concept in their mind that atheists can't be good people. Yeah, and they want to perpetuate that. Well, and and they, 
There are these atheists just, who are like, well, we just keep it to ourselves, and they're allowing that image to perpetuate. Yeah, absolutely. This, this brings to the forefront the, the fact that, okay, yes, there was a closet for a long time for gay people. It is now finally fine for you to come out of it. I mean, not in all places, I understand that. But at the same time, life, I mean, I don't want to equivocate, you know, gay and atheist at the same time, because I can only imagine how hard it would be to be both at the same time. Right. But at the, but when we're facing it, it's a much more of an uphill battle for an atheist than for a gay person, because a gay person can still be Christian. At this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. to be fair, in this country right now, where we are still relegated to a closet in a lot of ways for our livelihood and for our relationships with our families, many of us, not me, I got lucky, um, but where we live, you know, th- these things are still uh, conditional on us claiming to be believers. Um, there was a time in the United States where, it, and it was a real problem, Gay people were thrown into mental institutions. They were arrested. They mobs would kill them or beat them. There's Matthew. There's the case of Matthew Shepard. Luckily, now that atheists are starting to become more prominent, we're not living in that to that extent in this country. In this country, there are atheists being put to death or having mobs come after them. In certain in other countries, countries in other countries, yeah. and it's horrific and terrifying. Yeah, like Bangladesh, goddamn. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it, it all depends on your location. I mean, if you if you want to talk about you know it, it being worse for gays than atheists, I mean, you you have no further to look than Russia, where you know Sarah Palin can see them from her fucking doorstep. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, no, in, in I, Russia, I, I would have... say that being gay is more dangerous than being an atheist. Mm. Well, yeah, because there was the the Soviet Union for the longest time that was removing. Religion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's and and yes, there. Are, I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sit here. And and I, I speak of movements specifically on this show, not as a worldwide thing, but as a localized to Utah and to the United States in particular. Right. Because I mean, if we were talking about feminism, we'd be more worried about feminism in Saudi Arabia and other African countries. You know. And I am, you know, but. But the thing is, yeah, you understand. Yeah, okay. I do. We're we're moving on. Ted Cruz, uh, atheist Taliban. There is an assault on faith and an assault on religious liberty we see across this country, and it is getting – it has never been as bad as it is right now. Uh, you know, when- because we're not fucking backing down. And we've mentioned it time and time and time again on the Godless Revolution that these fuckers confuse religious privilege with religious liberty. Thank you. I was about to say that exact same thing, privilege. Moving on. It comes to this aspect of religious liberty, driving – any acknowledgement of God out of the public square, you have radical atheists and liberals who go to the court system and right. try to tear down uh, long-standing monuments. This, this has been something, as you know, religious liberty is a, a deep and personal passion of mine Why? That, that, that I have been leading the fight in for, for, for two decades. Why? Well, look, both because of my faith. I'm a Christian, and it matters to be able to live according to your faith and your conscience. Nobody's Do stopping that. Do it from that. the privacy of your own fucking home. Yeah, nobody is stopping that. Nobody is stopping. Nobody is stopping him from saying on the radio as running for office that he's a Christian. I don't see a problem with that. I don't. What I do have a problem with is him saying that he wants to govern as a Christian, that he wants his country run as a Christian. And somebody explained to me, just because we've always done something a certain way, why does that make it a good thing? 
first of all, we haven't always had God on everything. The Ten, Ten Commandments monuments haven't always been there. So tradition can fuck right off with that one. But second of all, if they, even if they had, why does that matter? Yeah, he tries to appeal to a tradition all the time when that tradition hasn't always been in place. That's a fairly recent it's, development, right? You know, it started in the late 50s and then, or so. And then Ted Cruz <laughs> also has to say whether he believes that the United States is a pluralistic nation in which all views are considered valid and worthy and, and, and are worthy of respect as, as much as any other views, or they're not. I mean, does he really want to live in a theocracy? It sounds like he really does. Well, he but does he, as long as as long as it's his theocracy. Yeah, as long as it's a Christian theocracy. To, it, it's a very very short sighted view. It yeah. doesn't even well, matter Christian because it has to be his Christian. To to steal a, to steal a nice little quote from John Stewart, he's confusing persecution with not always getting what he wants. Right, and I, I have a perfect little example of that when we come to our uh, end of the show here. I just wanted to tease you guys a little bit. <laughs> Chris, you're such a tease. I'm a tease. <laughs> so I, I really can't stand fucking Ted Cruz. And for anybody who wants to vote for him, shame the fuck on you because this guy is the worst shill that you could possibly find. Especially if you were an if you were an Obama birther. Especially if you were a birther. Oh, yeah. So we have further Ted Cruz when Ellen Page, who is a phenomenal fucking actress. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, I haven't played the game that she's in featured in. I can't remember what the name of it is, but oh, Last uh, of Us. Last of and Us. Yes. Salt Lake City is the end. Sorry, spoilers. Mm-hmm. I haven't played it either. But <laughs> Damn I'm it! That. I'm excited. Uh, for that. I mean, it's like a four-year-old game, so we can't really bitch. <laughs> uh, she was really great in Super, which, if you guys have never seen that superhero movie with Rain Wilson. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that's seen that? Kyle, have you seen it oh, yet? Oh yes, of course I've seen that. I've seen oh, it. Oh, that's. That's a fucking magnificent movie because it takes you down bridges you don't think it would take you in a movie. Dude, that that train crash at the opening is awesome. And... Oh no no no! You're thinking Super Eight. Oh, well never There's mind. There's a movie then. called called Super with the guy that played Dwight on The Office. Yeah, Rain Wilson. Yeah. Uh, where there's a point, a point in the movie where he feels like he needs to become a superhero, and he gets a direct message from God. Which happens to be a tentacled monster that opens his brain. Nice. Like it, it does this on the fucking movie. Like it's a low budget movie, but like it opens his his uh, skull cap up, squeezes like ketchup and mustard on his brain, and rolls its corn dog over the top of it. And like it, it's a weird fucking movie, but it's hilarious as hell because Ellen Page is like the fangirl that wants to be the sidekick. No. Oh. But something terrible fucking happens. And it's amazing. You guys need to watch the movie. It's really fun to watch. And Kevin Bacon's the bad guy. But anyway, um, Ellen Page talking to Ted Cruz at in Iowa, I believe. Yes, the at the the fair that they were having there. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome, but wow. I didn't realize she was American. I thought she was Canadian. She's (laughs) Canadian born. Yeah. Okay. Just like so just just like like Ted Ted Cruz Cruz, then. Okay, so she confronted him as he was cooking some pork, I guess, because of his apron. It looked like burgers, but they were wearing pork aprons, yeah. About LGBT rights, so here we go. A lot of people, like the LGBT community, are worried just because in the past, during segregation era, or when women were trying to, you know, get the right to vote, religious liberty was often used to defend and justify that discrimination. 
So a lot of people in the LGBT community just have this fear due to the past examples that that's what's going to happen. So I was wondering if you could speak to that. Well, you know, it's interesting you bring up that example. If you actually look at the history in this country of defeating slavery, if you look at the history of defeating Jim Crow, there's leaders in the church that played a critical Yep. Yep. Of course, they take the fucking moral high ground on this one. Yep. I love. I yep. love what she says, though. So I'm gonna just let her say it. The role. Yeah, Reverend Martin Luther King totally. stood up against. You know, you read the letter from the Birmingham jail where he calls upon the conscience of Christians to stand up. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of religious people also use the Bible to defend segregation, to defend slavery. Well, so I'm just saying, like. But we don't have a right to force anyone to abandon their faith. Tonight at the rally, we're going to have people from all over the country who have lived according to their faith and have been persecuted. And, and, and it is one of the foundational commitments of who we are as Americans to respect diversity, to, to respect the right of every American to live according to his or her conscience, his or her faith. Sure, but for example, still in a lot of states, LGBT people can be fired for just being gay or for just being trans. Um, that's totally legal. I mean, how do you feel about that? That just doesn't sound very American to me. You know, at the end of the day... <laughs> Go ahead. Answer we, the actual question. Yeah, she, she fucking sussed him hard on that one. Yeah, He's fucking like, answer uh, the question. I uh, <laughs> doing is persecuting people who follow their faith like i'll give an example one of the one of the i don't understand the the giant fucking disconnect between these people that think that because someone's saying no you're not allowed to persecute with me that all of a sudden that's persecution against them maybe well, it's because i don't i don't understand the religious mindset because i've been out of the bible belt for too long well, it's, it's it's like somebody who's not a believer who is being beaten over the head by a Christian bully with a board who rips the board out of the bully's hand and starts beating them over the head, and the and the bully starts screaming, "Oh, persecution, persecution!" <laughs> I just don't get it. The couples that's going to be featured tonight. I know, but what about the question about LGBT people getting fired for just strictly being trans? Well, well, what we're seeing right now is is actually we're seeing. Bible believing Christians being persecuted. So, for example, one of the couples. Discriminating against LGBT. No, for living according to their faith. So, for example. Yeah, but you make people I'm, I'm happy to answer your question, okay, but not go, to have a back and forth it, debate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut it off there because, you know, I'm not going to have a back and forth debate with because you. Because I'd fucking lose. Yeah, well, because <laughs> he can't actually answer any of the questions she's asking, and she kind of brings up some damn good points. Uh, you know, the, these are the same arguments used against women, against black people, and the fact that he's like, no, but there were some religious people. Yeah, fuck off. Fuck right off, because you know these exact... You you can't always tell which arguments were for gay people, religious arguments for gay uh, against gay people, or religious arguments against black people, or religious arguments against women. You can't even pull them out if you're if you just look at the quotes. You can't tell. Well, the which KKK is 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 a secular organization. Didn't you know that, Felicia? Yes, they are. <laughs> They're actually they actually don't discriminate against anyone. Black people. Yeah, nowadays. Are welcome to join. You know, we might call you monkey boy and we might like, you know, burn burn a cross in your lawn every once in a while, but you know, 
You're welcome to join as long as you're a dues-paying member. We don't care. No, they, what they want is black people condoning their attitudes. They want people of color to come into the group and say, yep, they're right, you guys. And it's just not happening. And holy shit, we've sucked up almost this whole segment on videos alone. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Alan West and Ben Carson are members. (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't doubt it. They're trying to get votes from anywhere they can. And who was it? Oh, shit. David Duke endorsed Donald Trump. I've read that this week. Yeah, we had that was another one of the segments that we had on the last episode, man. I was so disappointed. Like, motherfucking David Duke endorses you? You better drop out of the race. Like, if, 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 if everybody is pointing to some of the racist shit that you've said and telling you that it's racist and you keep trying to deny it, and then you get a ringing endorsement from a former Grand Wizard from the Ku Klux Klan, <laughs> maybe you should re-examine some of the positions and the shit that you're saying. Maybe. I'm sad. Okay. I'm sad that I'm missing most of Matt's fucking <laughs> going off tangents about this stuff. I, I would. I, <laughs> I was honestly sad that I missed the episode this week. But the one that you guys did post, I hadn't listened to before, so it was a really good listen anyway. Great yeah. listen. Yeah. I think it's a little sad that you just asked Donald Trump to try to re-examine anything. <laughs> Donald Trump. That's setting, we, the, that's setting the bar Let's pretty high. Small. Pretty high for him, isn't it? Let's <laughs> talk about the wig. It's his real hair. It's just a giant comb over. Oh, I'm not sure I believe that. It, it is a no, Bill Murray-esque just, slash uh, kingpin comb over that he's got. No, it's just, really, it's just really shitty hair. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, during the debates, it looked like somebody had tried to blur out his hair. I don't, I don't know if any of you watched the actual debates, but yes. when Donald Trump was on stage, it looked like somebody had used a blur filter, like to so... to blur out a giant cock sticking out of his forehead. <laughs> if you make, your, I come from France. If you just make your hair blurry, no one will notice. <laughs> oh, let's see, man. We have tons of other news we could get to uh, since we're talking about it the abortion thing earlier with uh, Pat Robertson, there was a a guy from True News radio program, Rick Wiles, said that if uh, if, you, if the governor of Washington state could end the severe wildfires in the Pacific Northwest, if he simply brought the state back into God's good graces by banning abortion. <laughs> you know, because saving the innocent soul, uh, you know, throwing that that virgin into the volcano will quell the, the volcano from going off. You know, Well, God is just trying to create hell here on earth until we give up the whole practice of abortion. I, I, I know none of us believe in it for real, but you, if there was a chance where the rapture actually happened, how fucking amazing would it be to live on earth? Oh my God, I would be so excited. Bring on the fucking rapture, man. Please, can we please be wrong about everything and have that happen? Have I mean, and have it be all of the Abra- Abrahamic religions yeah, pull all everybody of them, all away. All of them. All of them. Jews, Muslims, Christians, Mormons, all of them. I mean, just pull them all away. <laughs> I mean, then we're still gonna have to contend with the extreme Hindus that exist. There are them. Don't either. and militant Buddhists as well, because those exist. Also. They do. <laughs> don't tell me they don't. But there's yeah. Don't don't fucking believe him. Everything that everybody tells you about the the Dalai Lama about him being such a nice guy. Fuck the Dalai Lama. Thank you. Thank yeah. Oh my god. Fuck the Dalai Lama and and fuck all that noise. Uh, and Buddhists got their own shit. No, uh, we still have to contend with all that. And 
to be fair, I, I still believe uh, either Buddhism or Hinduism is still the largest religion on the planet. One of those two. Can't remember. Uh, so we're still going to have most of the planet being religious. But I feel like we could get some more shit done, at least in the Western world. And then we can start addressing all that craziness. <laughs> and like the rest I of us know. can go to like uh, North Korea and be like, no, we're done. We're done with your shit cult of personality <laughs> over there. They grow weed like all over the country in North Korea. I'm not saying that's what I want to do or anything, but just, you know. never mind. You know what? That ends a second. <laughs> We're going to come back in a second. We'll be right back. Catch you in a minute. Puff Daddy? Your friend Kyle told me you don't understand the importance of voting. I... Apparently you haven't heard of my voter die campaign. Vote or die? What the hell does that even mean? What do you think it means, bitch? Ah! Vote or die, motherfucker, motherfucker, vote or die! Rock the vote or else I'm gonna stick a knife through your eye. Democracy is founded on one simple rule. Get out there and vote or I will motherfucking kill you. Yeah. I like it when you vote, bitch. bitch. Shake them titties when you vote, bitch. bitch. I slam my jimmy through your mouth roof. mouth roof. Now get your big ass in the polling booth. I said vote, bitch, or I fucking kill you. Vote or die, motherfucker, motherfucker, vote or die. You can't run from a 38, go ahead and try. Let your opinion be heard, you gotta make a choice. Cause after I slit your throat, you won't have a fucking voice. Vote or die. Vote or die. Okay, I'll vote. And we're back. Thanks to everybody for that little break there. Uh, we are going to get into our main topic for this week. And that is specifically uh, getting atheists off of your fat fucking asses, even if you're skinny. You have a fat ass if you're sitting there like checking your Facebook and everything. Uh, to make the state purple rather than being red. You know, there are so many, so many great fucking... Uh, Things that you can go to on the website, on uh, uh, different websites, sorry, uh, like secular.org. We brought that up earlier this week on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. You really need to get involved. They, they come out every yeah. week with uh, action alerts that they have that uh, specifically the one that I, I felt really strongly about this week was the FEMA funds being allowed to be used to be rebuild churches. Uh, Churches, yeah, or places of worship for other types of religions out there. Other nonprofits don't get the same benefit. Strictly houses of worship, and no, no, I don't. Think that's if, if a hurricane was to hit New Jersey and destroy American atheists, they would not be allowed any kind of FEMA money to right. be, to rebuild that that nonprofit. Right. That's fucking bullshit. So you need to go to secular.org. And sign up for their action alerts that they have. And it takes you literally, and I, 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 I know you guys have probably heard this if you listen to Dogma Debate. David Smalley says it only takes you a matter of seconds to do this. Yes, the first time you sign up for it, you have to put in your name, address, email, that kind of thing. During the last podcast. I just did it right now. That's what and I'm saying. It is important because the once the email shows up at the elected official's uh, inbox, that allows the openly, I'm um, sorry, not openly secular, but uh, secular dark people, the lobbyists or whoever it is that is in Washington to go to that elected official's office and go, 
hey, look, we know that you have secular people that live in this state. You need to realize that you need to do this, A, B, or C, you know? And it's not just state. There are nationwide, but then they also do have state affiliates. And the great thing is they came out um, recently with a report card on elected officials. Yeah. Especially how they fared on secular issues. Wasn't Bernie Sanders the only one that passed? Should we should we run through real quick on exactly how easy this is to do on the website? Well, Kyle, have you done it before? Or is this going to be the first let's time? Let's do it right now. Let's do so, it right now. Yeah, you just go to secular.org and it's a quick and easy sign up. The yeah. other thing you can also sign up for besides secular.org is atheistvoter.org, which is sponsored mm-hmm. through American Atheists. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to get to that next, but thank you, Dan, for bringing that up. So you go to secular.org, you click take action. It's it's broadcast on the website. It, mm-hmm. it is there on the front page because they know when members of Congress are going to be back from vacation. They know when they're going to be actually looking at their email. They got the whole schedule. Yeah, they know what the fuck is going on with the government. Mm-hmm. So after you click take action, you fill in your information. That would be your name, your it address. Is a, it is it is your call to action based on the bill that is being introduced to Congress at the time. Mm-hmm. And then you click submit. And then it comes up with a form letter mm-hmm. that they write for you. Right. That is on the side of people that have a secular mindset where, you know, look, we don't appreciate this kind of thing. And they pick it based on your area code. They figure out which one of your elected officials this goes to. And you don't and, you don't have to identify as an atheist to say that you are secular, that you are that you are for promoting a secular government. And that's exactly. what kills me is that there's a lot of people that even if you're Christian, you should be hoping for a fucking secular government. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you have you have the Reverend Barry Lynn, who's head of uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State, who is a Christian theist, who is all about having a secular government because he understands that that protects everybody's rights. Right. The only reason that we have the diversity of beliefs, uh, the only reason we have Mormons Like, let's specifically call out our state. The only reason we have Mormons at all is because of the separation of church and state. If we had a theocratic government, if we had a government that based anything off theism, they would have to pick a specific theism. And Christianity is not actually a specific theism because there's so many different sects and beliefs. Yeah, which one of the 40,000 sects would they choose to lead our government? Thank you, Dan. So the only... For for the best... Um, the only reason we have it is because of separation of church and state. Everyone should believe in this. It shouldn't just be atheists. And I was going to say, for the, for the best kind of argument you have for for which kind of Christianity do you believe in, there was a segment of Dogma Debate where he had Side 10 Brukenkate, uh talking with, um, what the hell is Kent Hovind's kid? Um, God, what's his oh, name? Oh, fuck. The other Hovind. <laughs> the, oh, the the younger Hovind Jr. Where he got one of them talking about Calvinism versus Episcopalian or whatever the fuck he is. Yeah, this was after the debate with uh, Matt Dillahunty and Saitan. It was hilarious where neither of them could agree with each other. What? And so so David Small is like, well, fuck it. You yeah, guys don't even agree with each other. Yeah, David's so, like, so are you guys friends? And they're both like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, but you but, believe in different versions of Christianity, right? Well, yeah, and it basically boils down to dunking versus <laughs> sprinkling as yeah. far as baptism goes. 
or you know the fact that you know somebody can find salvation otherwise the calvinists that believe that you know and, you're yeah, led to salvation yeah and presupposition versus versus <laughs> anything else and determinism and all that other yeah. bunch of you Do know you this like is like a- yeah it's the philosophical or- differences yeah this is atheism 3000 level classes kind of stuff here yeah like <laughs> so the thing is that do you want the ability to worship God as you have been convinced you should, regardless of the reasons, or not worship God as you feel you should? Uh, then you should be secular. Right. Then you should be secular in your governance. And since we brought it up at the beginning of the show, I will remind everybody to go to openlysecular.org. You can go there without being an atheist. Actually. It's amazing. Recently, I found out that a member of our, uh, she's, she is a due paying member of Atheists of Utah. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, and I'm going to say she, because I don't think that's, I mean, that there's a good chunk of she's in Atheists of Utah. Oh, that whittles it down though, Felicia. God damn it. Oh yeah. Uh, she, she's been on our Facebook page forever. She's a theist. She believes in God. She goes to church every Sunday. I love this woman. I really do. I think she's amazing. I, I know uh, that Matt has problems with her. No, no, no. Different one. Oh, okay. Never yeah, mind, Matt, sorry. Matt likes her quite a bit. Uh, and, and, and she is an active part of separation of church and state. She wants to push atheists of Utah. To, she wants to help push atheists of Utah to be more of a, uh, a voice in secularism here in Utah, which is something her and I agree on very, very much. Um, she wants to help us learn lobbying and uh, getting our voices out there with our state. She She's a theist, but she believes that her beliefs are protected very much because of separation of church and state. And she believes people should be treated with dignity and respect if they don't believe. Are you, yeah, are you, and, are you besides, saying she, she understands the, the differenti- differentiation between separate uh, Freedom of religion and freedom from religion. Oh, so you she can't have one without the other. She absolutely does. Scott Walker awesome. doesn't. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson be damned. Well, and, and if you go to the OpenlySecular.org website, you can see Arian Foster's story, who's the all pro NFL running back for the Titans, I believe. And I mean, that that's amazing. We have a we have a professional NFL football player who has come out as openly secular and atheist. Well, it still kills me that we lost Pat Tillman to Friendly Fire. Yeah. <laughs> he was an atheist. He was he no. was not afraid of being an atheist. But that's that's easily four or five years before the atheist movement, the third third generation atheist movement that we have right now really picked up steam. Yeah. Yeah, it was right about the time that you had the four horsemen gaining popularity and notoriety. I also oh, want to man. encourage everyone who can uh, if we're going to make this state purple, uh, one thing we can do, one, one thing that has helped the gay rights movement so astronomically, and I'm just, again, I'm not saying that it's necessarily the same thing, but to take lessons from them, is gay people started coming out as gay. They started coming out to friends first and then family. Uh, come out as a non-believer. Come out as that. Uh, I understand not everyone feels they can, and I'm not judging you if you can't. I really am not. But really think about your position. Really think about where you're at. And if you don't believe, don't be ashamed of not believing. Yeah, it was it was the fact that one of my friends from high school came out as gay. 
and had the courage to do that and and stand up to all of the negative negative criticisms that he was getting that I was like you know he's he's standing up for who he is as a person right you know the 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 very least that I can do to try to support him is to come out as an atheist that's when I came out as an atheist online was mm-hmm. after seeing my friend come out as being gay and being unafraid or not even being unafraid but just being having the courage to come out as being gay online and and I thought okay well I can do my part to help him and say you know he's he's gay and I'm an atheist and I'm okay with him being gay and it's fine and and it and it was you know my little bit of encouragement or support for him coming out that I was like yeah you're not the only one who's viewed as different or other or as ostracized or criticized for being who you are exactly so come out like if you can I'm again I'm not judging you but really think about your position and come out tell people one. you're a non-believer be open about this for me, I think my mom knows handful of other people know in my lifetime. But you know what? This week, I think I'm going to actually make a post on my fucking Facebook, which is sacrosanct to me. Yeah. Saying, look, I'm atheist. Good for you. Because I, I've I've changed the affiliation and stuff. You like, you know, if people check your status or find out more information kind of thing. They can see who you are, what makes you up. But I think I'm actually going to come out and, you know, say, look, look, here I am. <laughs> you know, you, I did the same thing. My whole family knew I was an atheist. Uh, my close friends knew I was an atheist, but I came out as an atheist. Well, and for the, for the most part, the only way it would affect me is that you know my dad might not talk to me so much anymore. Oh, boo, fucking who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember when I did it. The the girl I was dating at the time. Uh, you know, of course, we had a lot of mutual friends. That, but it was one of her friends that. We were at a party and, and I just mentioned that, you know, I had recently come out as atheist online and this friend of hers, you know, I, I said this and this friend of hers turned to me and said, well, that was fucking stupid. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, lady. Who the fuck are you to tell me that who I am and and having the courage to tell everybody who I am is a stupid move? Like, fuck you. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever shared it with the, the people at large here that are listening to the show. We fucking love Utah, I guess. But uh, the the story of my wife outing me to her mom. I don't know if everybody's ever heard of this one. The There was one time where I was over at my wife's house. Back then, my girlfriend, she still lived at home with her mom. Uh, and we were talking about something. And we we're going to go do this or that on a Sunday afternoon. Because that's pretty much about the one of the few times we had a lot of time to do things together. was Sunday afternoon. And her mom said something along the lines of, and she's a TBM converted Mormon lady uh, that thought, you know, well, God's against that kind of thing. And my wife, without missing a fucking beat, outed me with, I mean, not even thinking twice about it. You know, what kind of like ramifications could have on her life said, oh, that's fine. Chris doesn't believe in God. And And I looked at her. I'm like, the fuck did you just say? Like, what? <laughs> and her mom was like, what? What? What does that even mean? Yeah, there's some people who have a hard time wrapping their head around it, yeah. Like, how how is that even possible? God doesn't, you don't exist without God. That's a you know. thing? What? And she, she looked at me, she's like, really? Is that true? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, how does that hurt you? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't affect you. 
I'm like, you can still believe in whatever you believe, but guess what? Any grandkids aren't going to believe this shit either. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, it was just kind of funny that like there was like no I, I didn't like equivocate or try to say, you know, you know, you know, I have my own reason for believing these guys. It's like, is that true? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what about it? <laughs> um, yeah. One of the things my ex tried to do was I came out on uh, Facebook. I, I and I was very vocal on my Facebook. I would post political things. I would post atheist things. Um, and my in-law family was getting quite offended. Oh, and I would openly engage them in discussion if I disagreed with them on Facebook. Oh, they hate that. God, they hate that. Oh, yeah, they really, really do. <laughs> um, and he he was. He was an atheist himself. You wouldn't actually claim atheist, but my he was one of those people that was way more atheist than me. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm agnostic. Yeah, but he would be like he I seriously, what he said it's a fucking fairy tale. His words. Well, and for me honestly, it was lit, as as fucking stupid as it might seem to other people was reading The God Delusion by Dawkins and you know him coming up with that seven seven level scale yeah. of what kind of atheist are you or, or what kind of believer are you? And I was like, well, I'm questioning this, that, and the other. And I'm like, Oh shit. I'm an atheist. Oh shit. This is going to cause problems. Oh no. My whole <laughs> world has come crashing down around me. <laughs> well, no, because at that time I probably was still a somewhat a small believer kind of thing. But then, you know, I realized I was on like five on the scale instead of, seven where i'm at now (laughs) (laughs) you know back when i still felt bad for having sex on sundays you know for touching your penis like i shouldn't masturbate on sundays because that's jesus that's my favorite day to masturbate i called myself an atheist while i still believed in magic Um, (laughs) i totally is that magic with a c or a k ck oh god yeah she went both on you Uh, no, Man. I, uh, no, I, I, the thing was, is that, uh, Penn and Teller, their show of bullshit actually explained what atheism was to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not the first teller. Through magic, not with a CK. And, and I had already <laughs> disbelieved in all of the pagan gods, but there was a part of me that, uh, that still felt a spirituality. And, and, and to be honest, I still feel that feeling. I just understand it better now. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I believe I, I felt this connection to humanity and to uh, this planet that we come from, and and I felt this stirring of emotion when I thought about my common ancestry with the fucking grass growing outside, and my cat, and you, you know, my at the time husband. There was this common ancestry, and I felt so moved. At, by this very concept that I felt that there had to be some supernatural connection that I was feeling. And now I understand it as, as a significant emotional reaction to something that is so remarkably complex and beautiful and amazing that life is the way it is, that, that we share this common ancestry. And to, and to be honest, I'm still, to this day, incredibly moved by it. I just don't have to attribute it to a supernatural thought process anymore. Uh, but I started calling myself an atheist 
while I still believed that, and I, while I was still skeptical of so many other things. Uh, well, and how cool I, is it that you don't have to attribute it to a supernatural deity anymore, right? I mean, you right. can believe all of those things without having to give it any external meaning, that, which makes it all that more important, right? Because you're exactly. not pushing it off on anybody else. It's all up to you. Yeah, no, I, I get to... Uh, I, I get to see the patterns and the the flow of life and existence and I get to experience it and I get to look at this universe and I get to look at a sunset and say I am a part of all of this, which is why uh, certain concepts of paganism, you know, I'm, I may still sell, I'm, I'm a terrible pagan uh, because <laughs> I don't believe in magic, one, anymore. And I'm a fucking rocking atheist, but I'm a shitty pagan. I'm a shit pagan. Because <laughs> I really only celebrate the two, Samhain and Beltane. Samhain is Halloween. So, ha <laughs> uh, I, And I fucking love that shit. And I love the old world traditions. And I love the concept of celebrating being a part of all of this natural world uh, because not because the earth gives a shit, not because the universe gives a shit. They, you, you, they don't, they, they don't, there's no consciousness there to give a shit. Nothing I do really affects that. If I, if I do the ceremonies or anything, it doesn't matter. I know that. But the thing is, I like to take a moment to celebrate. And now I've transitioned into saying, this is emotionally significant for me. And I think there's some value in that and saying, I derive emotional sig significance from celebration, from ceremony, and there doesn't have to be a supernatural. Yeah, and I wouldn't go so far as to say that people that listen to the show or anybody who is an atheist say, you know, I need to um, significantly or, you know, um, ritualis ritualistically do this kind of, you know, thank the earth for the kind of thing no. that we are. but. But you do need to, you do kind of need to realize at the same time, you are the culmination of billions of years of stardust accreting and accreciating into matter, eventually turning into life, eventually spawning into DNA, and eventually spawning down to who you are today. The the odds. I I have more appreciation for who I am as a secular person, as an atheist, than I ever did as a religious. Because person. it's I... much more amazing, right? It's much more amazing to know <laughs> all of these facts than to just say God did it. The story yeah. for 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 what made me who I am today, you know, looking at the tree of life, looking at the fact that we came from single cell organisms. <laughs> That came from stars that exploded billions of years before our fucking accretion disk became the solar system that we are nowadays. That came before that. And you just start thinking about it and you're like, fuck, that's amazing. Yeah, Dan. And, instead of 6,000 years ago, God, you know, Did it. made a pile of dust into a guy. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like watching how it's made Yeah, on the Discovery Channel and being amazed at the stuff you buy at the store. My kids as, love as, this a, as opposed to just thinking that it just shows up there and nothing uh, goes into making it. I've watched the one about baloney and silk <laughs> at least twice. I know. Isn't it amazing? Don't you appreciate the stuff you buy at the store more now? I, I, I appreciate baloney a lot. Fucking <laughs> yes, Felicia, you've said Dan twice. Yes. I, right. I was listening to your most recent <laughs> podcast and I know you lost the episode, but you, you, play, you replayed one. 
And at the beginning of this episode, you played the audio of Carl Sagan's Pale Blue Dot speech. Which is awesome. Every time I hear it, and again, true this morning, I wept. I did not like sobbing and crying, but like, <laughs> yeah, no, but like the it's stunning. it's still a tearjerker, man. I I get and, I get a little weepy. And it's not it's not like this sadness, but it's this fullness and this beauty. And, and, and there is it's little, the understanding of wonder and awe. Yeah, and, and there's this beauty, uh, you know, the aggregate of all the suffering and and joy. Every every young couple in love. Every war-torn country, all of this, this is ours. And we yes. don't get to pretend that there is some supernatural thing coming to save us. There's nothing there's nothing coming to fix us or punish us. It's us. That is it. Well, and we're good just, enough. Sorry. It's the secular people that are gonna leave this world the better place that it is right now. <laughs> That's just it. I am owed nothing. It's not the religious folk that you're, you know, using and abusing because, you know, God's making this perfect kingdom for us. Jesus will fix it. Jesus will fix it. But um, that brings me back to a callback to earlier on the show with Light News. I wanted to talk about they are making a Carl Sagan documentary. Absolutely. Or not a documentary, yes. but, but a movie based on Carl Sagan's life. Awesome. Is Am Anne going to be involved? Andrian is serving as a producer. Fantastic. Yes. And I believe she's also uh, going to be involved in the script. Let's see. They had a one of the people that was involved with Mad Max Fury Road, mm -hmm. uh, Christopher Nolan's Interstellar, mm -hmm. um, uh, Andrian, whose involvement is bound to give the film credibility, needs to stand up as the scrutiny of skeptical Sagan, Sagan loyalists. Mm -hmm. But um, the the thing about Sagan was. Um, uh, Zach Dean is supposedly writing the script. He wrote a script in 2012 called Deadfall and not much else. But yeah. it doesn't take much work for your Sagan movie to be well. No, Sagan... Because look at Contact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to be... Sagan had this beautiful way of, of poetry about him. Like, uh, of love and passion and joy in in life my old my old man was convinced he was an alien <laughs> him him and oppenheimer both he thought they were both aliens i you know i'm a i'm a huge fan of poetry i'm a huge fan of so it leads me to believe that if my old man's available to think that two of like earth's greatest scientists were actually aliens i could you know bring him to the uh, jokingly the dark side of atheism <laughs> which, which two uh, uh, Oppenheimer and Sagan. Okay. Because you know, fucking Oppenheimer was a weird looking dude. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Sagan Sorry. was not a weird looking dude. He was. I am become no, but dead. he ha he had a way of talking that you know made you think that he was kind of unworldly in the way that he <laughs> talked to the people. No, he was uh, he was an idealist. I truly believe he was an idealist. <laughs> but honestly. Uh, the Cosmos set, uh, show that we had on Fox last year, and mm -hmm. are they coming back this year with it, or are yes. they going to be doing anything? Yes, oh, they they did renew so another good. season, but they oh, really I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But I I I think we should have viewing parties for Neil deGrasse Tyson because that man 
regardless of whatever militant atheism you might have, that dude is an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Oh, yeah, and definitely. He, he is preaching that fucking record to the Fox the Fox News crowd, the Fox cut the the country that is of Fox. You were gonna say I, the Fox News cunt, were you? Cunt. Yeah, the Fox <laughs> cunt. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I love that word. Cunt. Cunt. Well, I'm I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure if um I know Tyson's going to be involved in the second season, but I don't know if he's going to host the second season. I no, don't with, think they've made the, any official announcements there yet. Even if they let Bill Nye do it, oh, I would watch it. Well, he's and he's so and and DeGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of the few people that I give kind of a pass on not yeah. not claiming the mantle or, or title of atheism, right? Because he's he's much more interested in educating people and explaining yeah. the science behind the incredible universe that we find ourselves in than he is about adopting any particular label. Well, and because he he's not. He's a scientist first and foremost, which means he would not claim a positive frame. Right, yeah, a scientist and an educator. And, and so and as we know, a, lo- a lot of us to actually claim a positive to be an atheist, you're without Agreed. theism. Mm-hmm. Agreed, but there's a lot of people that do not want to like we said earlier in the show, do want do not want to associate themselves with that label. Yeah, and I think I think he realizes the stigma that comes with the label and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to he doesn't want to adopt it because of the stigma and because he's he's so well known and is an educator and is primarily concerned with science, I can like I said I can kind of give him a pass on not adopting the label. Yeah, you know, I kind of can too because uh if he did no, I nobody else gets this rule. Okay, not even Bill Nye, and I love me some Bill Nye, uh, but nobody else—not uh, nobody, but very, very, very few people get this uh, rule. There are times when there will actually do more harm by claiming the title atheist than good. Right, uh, because how many people would he potentially turn off from learning or listening to what listen, he has to yeah. say just because right. of the label he's chosen to adopt? Right, right, yeah. right, exactly. Uh, and. You watch that season of Cosmos with uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and do not see that as just stringent atheist propaganda. Oh, it was absolutely <laughs> atheistic. I mean... Yeah. Well, and he can do so much more good without adopting the label necessarily, right? Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, and this is where we come into consequential ethics, which is what many atheists adopt. I mean, we have to look... There is no hard rules you ha- this is why religious morality is inherently flawed, ethically speaking, because if you are not actually looking at the consequences of your actions and you're just adopting rules, then it's false. And this is why I say I don't judge anyone if they really, truly feel they can't come out, uh, because if, y- if it's going to harm you to a point where you will be destitute, I understand if you feel like you can't come out. I really do. I'm yeah. not I'm not going to ask anyone to harm themselves or to cause harm just by coming out. And with Neil deGrasse Tyson, if he's and he is an atheist, let's be honest, he is without theism. Uh if he came out as an atheist, that could actually cause a great amount of harm because he is teaching people who are who believe critical thinking and these people have a chance then to look at their thoughts 
and think about, uh, think, look at their beliefs and think about them scientifically, skeptically, to actually demand evidence. And he's doing it in such a passionate and beautiful way. Uh, just like I, I tear up every time I hear the a pale blue dot. Seriously, every single episode of Cosmos, I start crying by the end because I'm just so blown away by how beautiful and how wonderful it all is. So yeah, you know, we'll give him a pass. But if you can come out and you just feel or you just don't want to call yourself an atheist because atheists are bad or something, come on, guys. You're you're part of the problem. Well, they're, 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 yeah, there there are very few people who who can operate almost exclusively in the field of of knowledge, just pure simple knowledge what we do Certainly or do, do not know. Um people that don't even have to step foot in belief he's he's one of those yeah uh you know i I don't know uh but if we're gonna bring it back to our state i mean i know all of us atheists (laughs) love to focus on the big picture and we love to think about how incredible it is life in this universe and what we have uh if we can bring it back to our state a little bit you know I I hear so many liberals throw away their vote and say it doesn't matter. It does matter. Because we are Absolutely. so we are so close even with the fucked up electoral college that we have in this country. We are actually so close to forcing them to vote purple. Mm-hmm. We are well, that- I, yeah, I posted it on Facebook last week that if your vote didn't matter, then politicians wouldn't spend billions of dollars trying to get your vote. You know why politicians don't visit Utah? Because they think we're a guaranteed red state. Both red and blue. They don't fucking visit us because they think we're a guaranteed red state. Well, th- and- there's that There's that, and they can, they can see the turnout numbers. Yeah. They see the- how few people here actually yeah. bother to show up. And to the vote. voter apathy here in Utah just fucking infuriates me. I haven't missed if you want to see change, then get out there and fucking vote. Your yep. vote well, does matter, even even in a red state like Utah. It does actually. Well, that's matter. what kills me is that the margin for like even big name votes like Senate or Governor are only decided by a few hundred. Right. I mean, Mia Love was decided by I think like maybe a dozen or so people. Yeah, it was really and, close. And and even that really was the, and the vote the vote turnout was it's still well below fifty percent. Yeah. So the people who so, the people who are winning here are getting the majority of half the vote. I mean, and do you to think be that's mainly because it. I think um, having like what Bernie Sanders wants to do, anybody that's eighteen is eligible to vote. That's part of it, I think. I mean, registering to vote is not the big problem. It's the fact that, you know, when it's voting day, getting asses into the actual civic centers to vote for the shit. Oh, I, I think there's a, there's a very large, very significant <laughs> argument to be made for, for mandatory voting. The, the problem is that there's a lot of people that don't want to actually go to the place, turn in their ID, wait in line, whatever it is, to vote for whatever public office no. you have. And but it's it's twenty goddamn fifteen. There's there should a be better a... way to vote. I mean you can let's have an app. <laughs> <laughs> you can vote by mail. 
voting by mail yeah. is probably one of the best and Holy easiest shit. things. And, and why can't we vote online? I think that's fucking ridiculous. The the midterm elections last uh I think it was what 2014? Was that the voting year? I can't remember shit. Last year or year before that, yeah. that I had I had my paper ballot come in. Mm-hmm. I could sit down at work and, you know, actually decide what I wanted to vote. Oh, for. absolutely. When you vote by mail, you get your ballot and you have two weeks, and you like, give or take, to, to actually like, look at it and make a make a really informed decision. Fold, fold, seal, put in the mail. Yeah. You're done. It's three weeks. Yeah, they give they give you three weeks. Well, then there, the, then there are the people who say, well, I just don't know. I don't know. I haven't followed politics. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not an informed voter, so I really don't think that my, you know, that I should vote or whatever. You're still part of the fucking problem. If you don't know, then you should know. You should get involved. You should follow this stuff because it affects you. It affects your family. It affects your, it affects your job. It affects every part of your life. If you don't know, you need to get involved and you need to find out. And that's the funny thing. I, I think we need to tailor the message a lot to the people like, do you make more than twenty million dollars a year? Yes, vote Republican. No, <laughs> vote Democrat. <laughs> well, and here in Utah, that, I, that, I hear... that really is an oversimplification. I'm I'm saying this only for comedic effect because you know, fuck you, podcast. You know, yeah. Well, and, and here in Utah, I hear so many. I hear so many people say, "Well, you know, I'm I'm not going to vote. I'm just I'm just going to, or I am going to vote, but." I don't really know a whole lot about it, so I'm just going to rely on what, you know, this person says. And generally here in Utah, because of the LDS culture, it's it's a it's a female saying I don't I don't really know enough, so I'm just going to vote however my husband tells me to vote, I which guess. is so fucked that. up. Like go I out and this. go out and figure this shit out. Be informed. Make your vote count because it's what you believe, not what your no. husband believes. No, but that's and this is when we talk about feminism. We're talking we're not talking about males versus females. This is a common misunderstanding. No, females buy into this social structure as well. And so these females, they don't see themselves as full people either. And they just and we we do need to encourage them and say, you are a full person. You are allowed your full decision uh, of all of this. Absolutely. How many, how many women do we see coming out and speaking out against people like Kate Kelly who are trying to get equal rights for women within the LDS church? No, but these women are conditioned to believe that they shouldn't do that, that they should be, that they should be quiet and they should just be home. Right. Well, and more um, methodical is that we have the guys that are against uh, feminine uh, feminism. And I'm not speaking specifically, specifically, specifically anybody in particular when I bring this up. But like I said, a, a number of episodes ago is that Aaron Raw laid it out for me perfectly. What fem, the modern feminism movement is all about. If you are not considering yourself a feminist, feminist, sorry, you are in the wrong. Yep. Because if you are for gay rights, but not. Well, that does not specifically mean that you want gay people to lot it over people that are straight. You just want them to have the same rights. Exactly. As straight people do, you are a advocate. You are an ally for the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing for feminism. Yeah. It is a it is a term, yes, that borrows heavily on the definition of feminine. And the term that it uses to define That's itself, but that does that does not mean that you want women to rule over your no, life. No, 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 you no. want 
just like gay rights isn't saying that they want gays to dominate. They don't want gay superiority. They don't want... No. Yeah. Feminism is focusing on the issues that females have in this society that are specific to females and their inequality. I, I am shocked if... And I am shocked and appalled when anyone tells me that females are not actually treated lesser in this society. That's simply not fucking true. There's so much evidence well, against that. And the reason I bring this up as many times as I do is because I was one of those guys on Facebook that said... Oh, feminism or gender egalitarianism? Ugh, fuck you. I'm not you, but you can. Yeah, no, I, no, please fuck me because <laughs> I was in the wrong. <laughs> Look. Because you, you know what? Okay, maybe so much in the United States that the, the gender gap isn't so much as it is with pay. You know, but the, th the same thing is, is that you want the same rights for males and females. Yeah, nobody's saying, nobody is saying that we haven't made progress. Nobody's saying no. that things aren't better. I, they are. They are better. But they're not right yet. Me as a female, the fact, the fact that just this week, I, I'm sorry, just a quick feminist rant. There's the fact that just this week, an elderly man tried to grab me. Like my arms, like he blocked me in my cheese island where there's only one exit. He blocked me in and tried to grab me. He did touch me. And the fact that I told him not to touch me pissed him off is still an issue. And that's not the first time I've been grabbed. That is yeah, not like, the fuck first you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. How many of you guys have said, hey, don't touch me? And someone went, no, I'm going to touch you anyway. Yeah. How many of them have gotten pissed off at you and called you names? That has happened to me so many times. And every I've been called cunt at least once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had, I, and that's just at work. I had another guy at work put his arm around me and grab my hip in a way that I would only allow somebody I am actively having sex with to grab me. And I would say. Finger cuffs. And he put, he grabbed me. And he said, and he, and he whispered in my ear, like in an intimate way. And he thought this was acceptable. And when I told him, hey, don't touch me, he yelled so that everyone could hear. After I'd walked away, he yelled, don't flatter yourself. I've, I've been called a bitch for telling guys, hey, I'm taken. I, just because they think they have the right to touch me. I have had guys rub their, run their hand all the way up my thighs. All the way, all the way, okay? Like, oh, no, nothing that I can like get away with. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It It's all the way, not invited. They think it's okay. And this is just me joking. I really wish that would happen with me every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Does some guy would run his hand all the way up your thigh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> some, I'm sorry, but it's... It, I wish I went to Sonic and got like a slush and someone's like, hey there, buddy. So, What's and, happening? And yes, there are skeptics out there who are going to say, well, those are just anecdotal. But let me tell you, every single woman I know and have met can tell you a story like that. And it's not just about men treating them like shit. It's other women. It's other women saying that you dress too provocatively. I have stories like that. Oh, I fucking hate that. Mm-hmm. You were asking for it. Yeah. How is how is that an excuse for anything? Uh, because women are objects for sexuality. 
Oh, right. And I forgot about that. There's an yeah. ongoing thing on my fucking Facebook timeline right now where where even a woman is going on there saying, yes. well, I just don't like when people dress inappropriately. What the fuck is inappropriately? That's so, sub- that's so fucking subjective. You tell oh, me man. what you think is inappropriate. I, I posted to the and why is that your problem? Like, who are you to determine for everybody else what is inappropriate or not? That is my I posted fucking to the point. This is not the, men. I'm not blaming men. This is a right, societal, right. It's everybody. This mm-hmm. is a societal standard, and right now, men and women believe this. I believed these things. Not that women dressing a certain way deserve they should be right. that never got in my brain but that i had certain roles that i had certain things that i had to live up to in order to be a quote good wife a good woman these these concept of gender roles are so subversive that they get into your head and that is what feminism is about sorry feminist rant but the reality is that i'm not demanding that men be subjugated and that and people you know they bitch about third wave feminism but i kind of think i fall into that I'm not saying women should be out, outplace men, that women should dominate, because that's a bunch of bullshit. I'm just saying, can you treat me like a whole fucking person? And all the women I know. That's all. So, ultimately, for this segment, I think we can bring it, boil it down to this. It is time for the sane people of this world, of this United States, to get into public office and turn this country back into the science leader that it originally was. Thank you. We have we have the chance. We still can do this. Between World War II and the latter part of the Kennedy fucking time in the presidency, we got people from bombing the shit out of Nagasaki and Hiroshima to the moon and back. Why the fuck in the last 50 fucking years have we not been able to make this kind of fucking jump? And it's because religious shit is keeping us back. No, because having faith is still a value in this country. And let's be honest, nobody has faith about anybody else's faith. So let's stop pretending that's a value of this country. Let's let's stop pretending that your Christian values don't equal the Muslim values that don't equal the Jerusalem values that don't equal fucking atheist values. Let's start living by fucking facts and logic. Let's all find objective truths we can agree on, and then we can start debating the deeper issues. Indeed. So with that, we're going to move into our features for the week. And for, I think for me this week, I'm going to go with highs and lows. And mainly the lows I want to talk about, and I teased this earlier, is that in America, in America, sorry, America, not America, when you find something at a store that has a fucking price tag attached to it, and Kyle knows where I'm going with this one, and you find it in the store with a price tag attached to it, and you take it to a register, (laughs) they ring it up, and they said, no, you can't actually buy this right now. Motherfucker, what? I live in America. (laughs) You have a price tag attached to this item which I wish to buy. And you're telling me right now that I cannot purchase this item. Yeah, the the problem is there. You you forgot to check your privilege at the door. No, I'm really confused. 
It has nothing to do with white Christian privilege or anything like that. I, okay, I, 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 I will come. I, I will. I will let everybody know really quick. I am a geek first and foremost. I've done geek podcasts. I've done geek websites for the last seven fucking years. I've only in the last couple of years decided to get into the secular world, the atheist world, and everything. So I was at Walmart this weekend in the middle of fucking Syracuse, Utah, which is ultimately in the grand scheme of things in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. Right. Yeah, true. And in a just one little rack section of the men's clothing they had there, they had Star Wars to like t-shirts that I wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. And we're talking t-shirts that cost eight bucks each. So it's not like it's a, a lot of fucking money. I, I'm not the Macklemore crowd where I'm going to spend 50 bucks on a t-shirt. I, I will spend $8. <laughs> no, I think Macklemore spent $2. I mean, yeah, he's against, he's I, against I, anti-consumer. I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm sorry. You know I, I believe that was 99 cents. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, but they had t-shirts for the new Star Wars movie coming out in December. Mm-hmm. Out for display, like with like Darth Revon or not Revon, what the fuck is And they his name? said uh, you couldn't buy it? Kylo Ren mm-hmm. and they I was gonna pick up the t shirt that had the BB eight Astromech droid on it. it was so fucking nerdy. I know, I realize this, people. That's fine. I know I'm I a nerd. Gonna, <laughs> I was gonna pick it up. I had it in the cart and I go to the register, like, you know, you're fine and well of ringing up my yogurt, my chicken strips that I have going through here. You know, my seaweed snack packs that I have going through. But all of a sudden, my t-shirt rings up and it's like, oh, we can't sell this to you. What? Bitch. They can't sell you a t-shirt? It has a price tag on it. $8.44 fucking cents. Yeah, no. And it was in the middle of the goddamn store. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not like I found it in the fucking warehouse in the back section of the store. I found it in the real, like, literal, like, main aisle of the store before, like, you could throw a stone from the checkout section to where the t-shirts were. Mm -hmm. Like, right there. And I'm like, yeah, I want this t-shirt. Yeah, it's sexy. It's great. I love it. It's not going to get me laid any more than I think it would, but you know what? It's a t-shirt that I want. I I do that. For eight bucks. And I'm like, yes, I want this. Sorry, we can't sell this to you. And I'm like, can I go back to the other section and find maybe an older version? Why couldn't they sell it to you? Because somebody, some dumbass made the mistake of stocking it out on the, like, uh, the floor before it was available for purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, they should have been stocking it that early in advance. Exactly. If, if it's out there on the floor, I should be able to buy Agreed. it. Agreed. That, that's my opinion as American. No, uh, uh, as somebody America. who works in retail... There's no, you can't buy this. Yeah, and so I kept saying, like, look, what if I went and just got a price tag for the same amount of money and just let me buy this? Okay, that's that not way. entirely true because I do have a giant sodium chloride rock in my salt display. <laughs> and people, it's seriously just a giant sodium chloride rock. I I think I ate one of those as a kid. No, you did not. <laughs> I used to put those out for deer. Going through a German salt mine as a kid, they gave you samples, mm-hmm. and I think one of them was like an actual. Oh, salt. you could totally eat this. You totally could. Uh, it's... Oh, exactly. And so this was like a one inch, one inch cube of salt. Oh yeah, this mode. is like twenty pounds of salt. Don't. I, I bet you I could. Uh, <laughs> was it Lot's wife? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it had to have been Lot's wife. 
I'm going to start calling it that. I'm going to look up her name. I can't remember it now, but I'm going to look that up, and I'm going to say, no, 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 she's not for sale. (laughs) I don't think she had a name. She was just Lot's wife. Uh, Exactly. That's right. Yeah, no. uh, (laughs) Bring those angels out so we may know them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But people ask. So anyway, okay, I realized that my low for this week is a giant fucking privileged white American kind of thing to go for, but you know what? Don't have something out on the shelves that I could throw into my shopping cart and take to the register where where you're telling me I can't buy it. Yeah, that's a dumb thing to do. I want to be like, okay, that's fine. I'll come back later tonight and put it at the bottom of my shopping cart Well, you won't notice when I take it out of the store and take it home with me. Trust me, they're not paying attention. <laughs> Honestly, they're not. I mean, it's Walmart. <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal. Well, see, that's I just that's felt, what you get for I, not using the self-checkout. I felt, no, even a self-checkout would get it, she said. <laughs> but I felt so fucking angry. I'm like, no, you don't tell me no. My money is just as good as anybody else's, fucker. I felt like I was being like, I, I don't know what, it, maybe this is the, the first time I've been unprivileged as a white guy. <laughs> Where it's like, persecution. No, you, can't you cannot buy this t-shirt. It's just well, stupid. It's just stupid is what it is. It, it really is because... Ultimately, I'll be able to buy it next week. <laughs> really? Did they did they apologize up and down? Did they say like, you know what, we're really sorry, we made a mistake? No, because the honest the lady at the checkout was like, yeah, this happens sometimes. Sorry. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's about the most sorry that I got out of the whole. You'll thing. just have to get over it. I'm return, sorry, sir. I had a customer <laughs> return one ball of mozzarella, and I apologized up and down all over myself, like I am so sorry. <laughs> It wasn't one I made. It wasn't one I <laughs> made. And for my highs this week, again, I'm going to make it liquor-based because I had another one of those amazing beers I talked about last week. And because I'm sufficiently drunk enough, I can't really say the name. Lagunitas sucks. Yeah, there you go. And That was another great beer. But I also found the Ninkasi stuff, as you heard last break. And on top of that, uh, there's the... What the hell are they called? The Limeritas that you get from Bud Light. <laughs> they're like 8%. They're, they are not something to trifle with. No, no, they'll, they'll knock you on your ass. <laughs> but they had uh, the, the lemonade ones that I've been searching for all fucking summer. I finally found a four pack of them. So that's sadly my, my week evolves around, you know, it's Friday. What can I drink? <laughs> uh, all right. I got a high and low. Okay. Go for it. Uh, the low was I got sick. And here's how I get sick. I'm like, oh, my nose itches. I must be having allergies, which I've been having lately because of the change of season. The smoke and everything. But yeah, with all that stuff. So I've been getting allergies. I'm like, ugh, just itchy. Um, and then within two hours, I was like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> like, I'm fucking sick. And then I start uh, drinking liquor to try and dull the pain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it took two hours. And then I spent three days in a fucking haze trying to work. uh, And yes, I work with food. No, it's not something that's transferable through food. Not everything is transferable through food. So yes, I went to work sick. I washed my hands like you would not fucking believe. Uh... 
like more than usual, like more, like I was like hyper aware of washing my hands. I was like, I don't, I, I'm like, ah, I haven't washed my hands for a minute. I'll wash my hands. Uh, Probably about as much as I did when I was visiting the children in the NICU. Yeah. <laughs> yep. About like that. Up to the elbow. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I might've touched something. I'm going to wash my hands. Uh, so I wash. my hands are dry as hell and that's awful. But, uh, so, but I was trying to work with the foggy brain and that sucked, but I did get to go to the Planned Parenthood rally on Tuesday for my high. And that was amazing. It was really great to go out and support Planned Parenthood and what they do. You know, they've helped me out in the past uh, with getting birth control. Well, from what I heard, Atheist of Utah made a really fucking stellar show. Yeah, you know what? We had a bunch of heat out there. It was great. There was so many of us. Got to stand with them. I I wore my board t-shirt with uh, Sarah Kramer, Sarah Clausen Kramer, who also serves on... uh, Restore our humanity board. She's amazing. I, I absolutely love Sarah. Uh, I got to go out there with her. Uh, we were both wearing our t-shirts and we got to stand with the bunch of atheists and, uh, we got to stand up for Planned Parenthood and it really, it really mattered. Uh, while I was there, Rena, friend of the show, as we know, uh, she actually bought me a clutch purse that I I mentioned on Facebook that I was looking for a new one. So she just bought me one that like matched all the things I wanted. <laughs> and it's really cute. So I really appreciate that. Like I can carry all my shit in it, but it's not big and bulky. I love it. And you know, a bunch of guys out there are like, well, men just carry a wallet. I know. I hear your thoughts already. Um, women- <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Women's clothes don't account for that. So yeah, women's up. jeans, as, as nice as they might fit you, they don't have pockets that work for the mm-mm, shit. Mm-mm. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. I'm so glad that your wallet fits in your back pockets, but mine doesn't. And it doesn't have to be large, but also, sometimes, I like to carry a tampon. Does your wallet do that? <laughs> no? Then shut the fuck up. I need something. Well, why not? I need something that can hang around my wrist. And it's not intrusive, and it's not going to give me back pain because it's hanging on my shoulder, because I get upper back pain because that's my life. And so shut the fuck up. I need a little clutch thing. It's just a clutch (laughs) wallet purse thing. It's amazing. Rena bought it for me. It was fantastic. And then after that, I went over to my fella's place, and there was a cat stuck in a tree, and I helped rescue the cat out of the tree. So... Well, speaking of Rena, real quick, uh, she had turned down our um, invitation to become the next big member of the cast, but she will be back as a guest group relatively soon. Good, good, good. I love her. Yay. So, Dan, Kyle, what about you guys? Oh, God. So, I, I had to miss the uh, the rally. So, that, that was a low point. Uh, and I had to miss it because I had to go see a movie. I was going to say, what movie needed reviewing? <laughs> um, this was uh, We Are Your Friends. Yeah. Um, I can tell you pretty, pretty, yeah, unequivocally that, uh, no, they were not my friends. <laughs> um, there were a lot of things, a lot of things wrong with that movie. Uh, not to mention just the 
a abhorrent amount of objectifying of women in this movie. Love it. Uh, Great. Yeah. Awesome. I was surprised to hear Bill Frost give it a good review. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not to say there, there weren't, there were good things about this movie. There definitely were. Um, but the fact that you have a 90 minute movie with only a single speaking female role. Well, that fails the Bechdel test. Well, definitely. yeah. <laughs> and this, this single female, her entire character, uh, she just re- revolved around the male characters. Uh, so. Two male, the two oh, male characters. Uh, um, chattel. Yeah, and, and the fact that they only <laughs> had the one speaking female role when there were probably just more females in this movie by a factor of two than men. Oh, for fuck's sake. And the rest were all um, set decoration. Wouldn't it be great in the near future when we don't have to worry about quotas? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's not even about quotas. It's just that the representation was just so far off. When we realized that, you know, the world is a diverse fucking place and we don't need to have nothing but straight white guys. (laughs) Yeah. It it really annoyed me. Just watching. Males starring as leads. Like, if that's the way it's written, so be it. But at the same time, don't make your female characters one-dimensional. Yeah, why? Why include them at all if they're just going to be object? Can they be replaced with a sexy lamp? Then just don't even do it. Probably. I love lamp. I'm, I'm sure they could have. I'm sure they could have <laughs> had lots of you know genderless mannequins filling those roles. <laughs> but you know. In in defense of the movie, the female was not the only one-dimensional character. Yeah. All of them were one-dimensional. It was a really lackluster Ooh. movie. So that was, yeah, it was a it was a case of well, you know, I could be up at the rally or I could be here watching this movie. That's not the Owen Wilson movie, is it? No, that... no, the Owen okay. Wilson movie is uh, No Escape, which I did ah. I did not get to go see, um, but uh, Caitlin did. And she was very unimpressed with that movie as well. I think we're going to have on, not this next week because Carrie Jackson is next, but mm-hmm. I think we'll have her on next week. We keep rescheduling. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking Comcast. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, I was having yeah. trouble too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was the uh, the technical nightmare show. Yes. Which, <laughs> if you listened to all of last week, bless you. <laughs> So that leaves us with Dan to round out the rest of this episode with your either your highs and lows, something you want to share with the audience or um, a story of you being a stranger in a strange land, you know, uh, (laughs) being a a non-Mormon within a within the Utah perspective. You know, I've I've got a few of each. Um, (laughs) uh, I would say I will sit here and listen for hours. (laughs) Oh, thanks, man. Uh, (laughs) I would say my lows. Uh, over the past week, we're finding out that somebody who I had really wanted to respect and support uh, was not living up to what I thought they should be. Um, lots and lots of work at work. Uh, we're going through an internal audit that has been a real pain in my ass. Uh, well, and you guys are close to fiscal end of the year as well, aren't you? Yes. Although I did get a raise because my performance is really good, so that's good. Um, Hooray! <laughs> uh, also, losing our last episode of the godless of the godless revolution was 
really, really disheartening because it was a great fucking episode, man. I had a really good time. And like I said, we coined fabulous new terms like Jesus HIV Christ and a couple <laughs> others that were a lot of fun. Uh, I would say the high point has definitely been uh, being asked to come on this episode of the Utah Outcast. Thank you very, very much, yeah. Chris. Are you serious? I appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> and and also uh, scheduling Dr. Daryl Ray to be on our next episode of the Godless Revolution <laughs> yeah. that we aired on Wednesday. And honestly, if you're a fan of this show at all, you really should be listening to Godless Revolution. I know so I do. I, I think both of us pair quite well. I mean, yeah. we try not to tread over each other's <laughs> news stories that we do. I mean, because they come out middle of the week, we come out beginning of the week. And so, I mean, if I hear them talk about something, I'm like, oh, shit, well, we need to strike <laughs> No, you shouldn't. I would love to get your guys' no, perspective on things, no, too, man. But the thing, I mean, we will talk about things most of the point, but at the same time, it's like, well, they, like, with you guys fucking killing it with the, the, the Republican uh, debates that happened. Well, I'm hoping that you'll be able to join us for the next one. Yeah, yeah. that's the hope. I, I think and I don't want to get anybody's hopes up here, but we've talked to Jeff Bell. We've, I've talked to Dan and yeah, I've talked to with everybody else here that the next time there is a Republican debate, I think in mid September or so yeah, that it's, we it's, will uh, on September 16th is, or yeah, the next September 16th is the next Republican primary debate. I, I don't know how we would do it, but we would have a <laughs> venue where all of us get together Listeners as well, you might be asked to pay a small coverage fee just to either benefit Atheists of Utah or for Shaw, what have you. But, you know, be able to join us at some venue like at Brewbies and, you know, have us talk about this kind of thing. You know, live and in person, I don't know how we would split it up audio-wise, but... <laughs> Fucking post it but, out on all three feeds, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. But obviously have all of us give our opinions on this kind of yeah. thing. You know, there's obviously people out there that want to hear what we have to say. There's people listening to Godless Revolution that want to have to say. There's left show people that want to hear what we have to say. And it would be entertaining as all fuck. Mm -hmm. Because, I, honestly, your guys' coverage of the Republican debate, I listened to those two hours and I giggled to myself the whole fucking time. <laughs> I hey, thanks a lot, man. I, I really appreciate that. We we had a really good time and, and we're looking forward to more episodes of The Godless Interruption as we cover the debates going forward. Well, and I know, I know you've really entertained yourself. Because you <laughs> I, I, I got a little bit drunk. Bit. Yeah. I have to, I have to ask you, Dan, is your liver okay after that? <laughs> I, it was, it was a slow recovery, but I think I'm doing all right now. Yeah. Uh -oh. it, it'll make do. Well, you know, I, I really don't watch what I drink. I mean, I do a bit because I don't feel like <laughs> having like sick, but uh, when we're recording, I'm like, fuck it. It's my Friday night because I work retail and I work and I have weird hours. So, yeah, I can't judge anyone too hard for recording and getting drunk because I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> oh, my God. By by the end of the actual. So there there was the kids table debate and then there was the main event. And by the end <laughs> of the main event, like I don't really remember like the last half hour, 45 minutes of the debate. Because I was that fucking drunk. And so I had to go back and listen to the episode again to make sure I didn't make a giant fucking ass of myself. Not completely. <laughs> no, you're fine. No, we, we just laughed because, like, out of nowhere, <laughs> we got this solid brick of love. <laughs> well, 
from you about the show. I love you guys. Aww. We were. I was. It was just like, oh, that's us. It doesn't make any sense, but we'll take it. <laughs> Total non sequitur, but it, okay, we'll take it. That's great. Blueberries. Well, then you were like, no, that guy says he kill. Fuck that guy. Fuck, that guy says kill all gay people. And he's just saying, fuck him. And, and Matt's like, I don't think that's what he said. And <laughs> Matt, Matt was right. Yeah, Matt was totally right. I'm sure of it. Yes. Well, was, and Matt's one of those guys that, that will point. hold on to the point for like the next five episodes. <laughs> so he, he will bring it up. <laughs> it's it's nice. It was, it, was, it was a good time. And it made listening to that crap bearable. Uh, and Trump was not infuriating, but hilarious so well good I'm, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it we've we've received nothing but positive feedback so far so i, I, so Dan, I think it was a lot of fun since our listenership is still fairly low i can get away with putting real audio on the show uh what do you want to send us out with this week because i've got you coming in with uh, a perfect circle judith what do you want to send us out with for this episode oh god now you're putting me on the spot and i have no fucking idea man <laughs> What I want to send us out on this episode for Tim Minchin. <laughs> yeah, Tim Minchin is always real, always good. Fuck, man. You put me on the spot. Fuck, I love boobs, though. <laughs> you know what? I set that as a ringtone for my dad. Whenever my dad calls, whenever my dad calls, it just cuts into it just cuts into that portion of Tim Minchin's song where it's just like, fuck, I love boobs, though. <laughs> so you know what? Thankfully, listener, you will be able to Leave us this episode. Uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for Dan for coming out for this episode. Thanks for hanging out this whole time because I know, fuck, you got to be up soon <laughs> for work. Oh, dude, yeah. But you know, we we have to do the show on Sundays because you know that's just the most unholy day that we can do this on. Well, that and that's like the only time it really works for everyone consistently. It's my favorite day to mow the lawn because then everybody in the neighborhood knows that I'm not LDS. Oh man, I everybody use... gets. Uh, I live north of north of Syracuse, so I, everybody looks at me funny as shit. My, like my kids, and this is a total non sequitur here, but my kids were hanging out earlier when I was trying to clean out the garage. They were playing out in front of the house, and they go over to the neighbor's house, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to come play?" They're like, "Sorry, we can't. It's Sunday." And my kids came up to me saying, "Dad, they said they can't play on Sunday." Yeah, we've told you that already. Well, why not? Well, because they have religion. Because they believe in stupid shit. <laughs> and, well, what's a religion? I'm like, uh... uh and I, I don't want to be the asshole atheist dad that's like, it's a bunch of dumb beliefs that... Nah, nah, nah. You know, I try to couch it in a way that lets them still make their own decision on it. Where I'm like, uh, it's a series of beliefs that people have on how to run their lives based on ancient texts and beliefs. That's so <laughs> subjective, though, right? Like, I have no problem being the quote-unquote asshole atheist dad when I tell my kids, well, they believe in some <laughs> stupid shit that people wrote down fucking when people were out there herding goats and shit and barely I, discovering how barely discovering metallurgy so if well, you want to if you want to think that whatever they believe is fine then go ahead but well, i think it's bullshit they, and here's why i will tell my kids for the most part that kind of thing like like oh do you believe in god oh yeah i believe in god why yeah. <laughs> or right. you know the whole yeah, no, I don't believe I, in that kind of stuff and this is the reason why but at the same time I have a wife that's not 
quite atheist. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if I ever have kids, it's going to be like, uh, because they believe in myths. Not, I don't have to call it bullshit, I don't have to, I mean, just because I, I do want them to make their own decisions on it, but it yeah. is, for all intents and purposes, mythology. So that's not misleading in any way, well, shape, or form. And- <laughs> The only pro- the only part that makes a problem with this whole thing is that I I'm not one of those atheist parents that says that, you know, Santa Claus is a fake thing or Tooth Fairy is not real or anything because you got to have fun with kids. Fuck, that's half the reason of having them. Oh, I love to fuck with my kids when they were young. <laughs> you get to have fun with them when, when, when they're of the freezing, Dan. before before double digit ages when they, you know, they realize that you've been lying to them this whole time. <laughs> I have no opinion on the sound. None. <laughs> but, you know, it's there a good are example, a lot of really. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, as soon as my kids come to the realization that, you know, Santa Claus isn't real. Be like, OK, well, let's just stretch that out a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. You know, your Jesus Christ isn't real because of X, Y and Z. It's the same it, reason. Actually, that's know? how I figured out Santa Claus wasn't real was through critical thinking. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. And I just turned to my mom. I go, "You and Dad are Santa Claus, aren't you?" And she goes, "Yeah, yeah." And I go, "I caught, I caught my parents putting presents out." So no, I'm like, I motherfuckers! Didn't. I did catch them. <laughs> I figured it the fuck out. Most <laughs> like, most most kids, I think, do. Yeah, it just that's, you just sit down and think about it one day, and you're like, okay. And we're getting dangerously close to my closing act of a uh, stand-up comedy. <laughs> so. <laughs> Kyle just giggles. I fucking love you for that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening to the Utah Outcast for this week. Uh, we will catch you again next week. Thanks to Dan for coming out. Fuck, it's been great having yeah. you on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, and we have Ryan Duffy coming up in a couple of weeks. We have Carrie Jackson next week. God, it's going to be I a, can't believe that! <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great fucking couple of weeks for you if you're a fan of the show because, I mean, we, we are trying to get the Utah people first and foremost into this whole conversation because either they are believers, they're not believers, but you know what? They are outcasts in their own regard because they don't follow the fucking status quo. Right. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening. Come check us out. Facebook.com slash Utah outcast, Twitter at Utah outcasts, uh, three, four, seven, six, six, nine, three, three, seven, seven, or three, four, seven. Now derp, or, you know, most people will get to get in touch with us through the contact page on the Podhell website, podhell.com slash contact dash us. Or you can send us an email through uo at podhell.com. This is all off the cuff. Sorry. Um, anyway, come check us out. Thanks for listening to the episode of this week. But you know what? We're going to send you off with a great 10 mention song. I haven't figured out which one yet because the dude is a fucking genius. He really is. He's actually one of my heroes. <laughs> But anyway, we'll catch you next week with another episode. And until then, have a great week, and we'll see you then. Bye. And she might. This is a song entitled Confessions in Three Movements. And the first movement is called Feminism. That women have the right To walk the streets at night Without being afraid for their lives And 
And I believe a woman has the right to choose what happens to her body without suffering the judgment of the conservative right. And I believe a woman has the right to wear the clothes she likes without being treated like dirt. I think we men are pathetic How we seem to judge aesthetic As the measure of a woman's worth I'm ashamed on behalf of my sex For making women feel like objects Fuck, I love boobs though I just really love them Fuck, I love boobs though I just want to rub them oh, They're just so juby They make me feel groovy I would rather watch boobs in a movie Be-doop-be-doo I just really love Boobs The second confession is entitled Poverty, open bracket, altruism Entitled to basic human rights Whether they are rich or they're poor And I believe a world where no children are starving Is a world worth fighting for And I try to remind myself Even when I'm struggling How incredibly lucky I am And I don't think it's okay For the luxuries I crave Should come at the expense of my fellow man I'm sure I could do a little more To alleviate the suffering of the poor Fuck, I love boobs though I just really love them I don't really mind If I am behind, below or above um, They're just so jubbly They make me feel lovely I would rather own boobs in a pub be doop doo I just really love This uh, final confession is entitled The Environment The planet that we live in is a living organism And we must treat her carefully I don't think we can assume We can just go on consuming Her resources indefinitely The earth's not a bottomless pit And we can all do our little bit I love boobs though I just really care for them Are They are equally fun When they're 21 Or octogenarian They're 
just so flappy, they make me feel happy. I would rather eat boobs than a bat. I just really love boobs. Evolutionary theory says bosoms are buttock-like protrusions designed to tempt men in situations when they can't get a glimpse of your bums. I find such hypotheses dumb. It's like that one that says lipstick is for making your lips look more like the lips of a happy vagina. Since they said that I can't look my great aunt in the eye. From the first little suck of colostrum To the grope of the nurse in the old people's hostel We're just fucking monkeys in shoes And Half of us yelling by Felicia. Yeah, I ignore it. Okay. <laughs> I straight up fucking ignore that shit. Man. Fuck I was like, don't do not it. Funny. Don't do it. And I'm like, no, I have to. And Landon laughs. Off. <laughs> bye, Felicia. <laughs> there she goes. There she goes. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> so I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.